<laughs> what at all? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah, basically sawdust. Was it? But it's pressed or it's like pressed together from wood. Yeah, it's sawdust. So it's much. sort of wood. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it's sawdust. It's basically sawdust and glue. You know what that reminds me of? Was that isn't, isn't there that Simpsons episode? What's your sandwich man? <laughs> He's like, I've got. Oh yeah, it's a, it's fucking. I mean, I'm gonna butcher this so bad. Uh, it's Millhouse and like um, he's opening his lunch at school mm-hmm. and uh, I think Bart like wants to trade sandwiches with him or something and Bart's like what do you, what do you have and uh, Millhouse is like something like you know bologna and something normal like bologna and mustard or something and then uh, they ask the bully mm-hmm. Nelson yeah, they asked Nelson, "What do you have?" And he goes, "Something like cigar butts and uh, cigar butts and drywall." I think. Sounds about right. Yeah. And he takes a bite, and it's just, they have this one of the most delightful sound effects I've ever seen in my life. Just this like crunch. I'm not even gonna try to imitate it. It's the it is exactly the sound you would imagine a drywall sandwich <laughs> <laughs> sounding like when you bite into it. God, genius. <laughs> yeah, Cho did have its moments back in the day for sure. Dude, man, yeah, clever stuff. Very solid. Clever stuff. Fell off a lot though. It did, it did. But you can't blame it. Too uh, fucking 20 long. Twenty years. Too fucking long. Yeah, insane, man. Yeah. Wasn't it? Um, I don't know if it still is, but uh, I think it was the longest running. Yeah, it's the longest running TV series ever. Right? I think so. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty it sure. Probably still is. Probably. I mean, it's in, still running. In order, is it really? Yeah. No fucking shit. Yeah, man. there's new Simpsons it's just, stuff. That's crazy. I yeah. feel so goddamn old. I mean, oh dude, yeah. In order for something to beat it, it would have to have been there from before when we watched Simpsons when we were a kid. Mm-hmm. There's a limited amount of things that could even possibly be. Right? No, there's like, nothing. Fuck. I, I mean, feel like nothing's ever gonna unseat Simpsons, man. No way. It's so crazy. I mean, yeah. maybe you know. Like, I mean, in terms of like length. Yeah, maybe something like eventually keeping up with the Kardashians or something, you know? Or like, <laughs> America's the, Got Talent. It's like the saddest thing in the world, man. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, like, that's what I mean. It makes like, me want to slip my wrists. <laughs> some ridiculous fucking yeah. reality shit that, yeah. like, has just got nonstop seasons and never-ending pro- never material. You know what I'm realizing as we speak about this? Uh, it might actually be, it's probably um, running up against Coronation Street. Oh, okay, yeah. Coronation Street might have been around yeah, longer. Yeah, you might be right. But it might have been the longest animated, though. Yeah, that's probably true. It's something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Coronation Street is... Uh, Old. Long. <laughs> it's the Energizer Bunny there. God damn. <laughs> this will probably be the intro to the show. Oh, yeah? I mean, you never know, but do we, do we loop right into this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Noob Talk Radio, episode... 57. Thank you, Deke. Uh, episode 57. It's the only number I see on here. It is the only number. What would... The num- the, but the topics have numbers. I don't know of mine. Really? You might need to look at the... Oh, there was another one? Check the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I think I sent you a messenger message about that very quickly after we had our discussion. I was like, whoops. I sent it with the exact same subject heading, but hmm. this one has numbers. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's shorter, too. Yeah, this does have numbers, man. Pretty good. All right. <laughs> Get that new technology in there. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, where were we? Uh, I'm Joshua Osborne. I'll be, I'll be, man, I, now I feel like way more like a fake newscaster than I usually do. I, I'll be your host today. What, what should I say? I'm your host, Joshua Osborne. That sounds right. I'm going to walk you through the world of video games. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was good enough to do... And I feel like I'm not that far off. Well, to do a bad one, at least. But I wish I was good enough to do one of those awesome... Uh, Stephen Colbert monologues. You know, he's, I mean, he's got... He, he, Stephen Colbert has an entire writing crew. So, you know, in fairness. Yeah. I also don't have an entire writing crew. And they crew. suck. <laughs> uh, Colbert their hasn't monologues been, are good, man. Colbert hasn't been funny for fucking ten years. Dude, the monologues are pretty funny. I don't agree. No? Well, 
<laughs> fair enough, Teague. Fair enough. Dude. <laughs> Late night people stopped being funny, I want to say, fucking after Conan. I like Stephen Colbert, but it's not that much about... You know, I find him, like, a funny person, mm. but, like, I don't think he's trying to... Like, I just enjoy watching him. Mm. And, like, he's not that funny. He's just a, he's a, a general funny person overall, I feel like. In terms, like amusing, of, in terms but... of, like, hosts like that... Yeah. Okay, I can't remember the guy's fucking name. He had a show. He was the boss on the Drew Carey show, the Scottish guy. Oh, yeah. yeah that guy was Greg, that... Craig, Craig Ferguson? Ian, Ian Fer- uh, Greg Ferguson? Craig Ferguson. Craig, okay, yeah. yeah. That guy is fucking hilarious he's good like he is really really fucking funny but he's just like he's just a funny guy and same with conan conan is fucking hilarious but it's just that he's a funny guy yeah you know um and yeah i don't know i feel like a lot of them are just not funny guys Um, i find stephen colbert to be a funny guy too in a very different way mm. you know like it's not the same as watching those other people you're you're Mm -hmm. supposed to write but it's I still find it enjoyable. I don't no, know. Like I, I don't find him aggravating to watch. I do. <laughs> well, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm also biased because he was uh, he played Phil Kinsebin on uh, Harvey Harvey Birdman, which is one of my favorite cartoon shows. Okay. He was excellent in that. Yeah. Okay. He plays the like ridiculous boss that has an eye patch and is like always flirting with uh, everything that moves in the office kind of thing. Okay. And okay. like, you know, setting up candles naked on his desk, uh, waiting for the intern to walk in kind of right, thing. Right, right. And his voice for that was just... Perfect. Incredible. Yeah, really incredible. I actually, you know what, I'm, I'm, there's, they all blend together, but I think, I'm pretty sure I know who Colbert is. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm picturing the right guy. I was really biased from those cartoon shows. They were they were fucking amazing. That's mm-hmm. the first I ever heard of him. Was like I thought he was an actor, you know, and uh, then I saw him on late night. Oh yeah, no, this is the guy I was thinking. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly who I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, you know, comedy is also very uh, what's the word? Subjective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. But some people are downright funny, regardless of whether you like. I don't know. I, I think there are some... I kind of agree with you. I think there are some people that are just like like Craig Ferguson. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You don't have to have the same type of sense of humor to find him fucking hilarious, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's just some people, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like, in insofar as they can be, I do also find some people objectively funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. All right. Is it a video game podcast? I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I think we're talking about late night shows Did or we even say... I said who I was... Did you say who you are? I'm uh, fucking uh, Stephen Colbert. Uh, <laughs> Is it uncomfortable? Do you want me to introduce you? <laughs> I'm, I'm Stephen Colbert. and um, <laughs> You're not verified. Mm-hmm. Did you pay $8 a month to be verified? I did. <laughs> so you are effectively Stephen Colbert. Yeah, man. <laughs> as long as I mark down that it's a parody account, I'm allowed to do it. <laughs> I'm surprised they even put that caveat. <laughs> yeah, in their terms of service. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's mandatory and it has to be in the heading. It doesn't... It can't be... It can't be in the fucking bio. Uh, you have to clearly state that you are a parody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually dig very far into that news. So you know, well, a lot I of people. A lot of people got in big shit over it because they all Kathy Griffith and uh, Griffith or whatever. Uh, whole bunch of people. Ethan Klein. Um, a whole bunch of these people did it and pretended to be Elon Musk. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's funny. And again, in the terms and service, like it's very clear. It has to say that it's a parody. Um, right, right. And none of them did. If you're not, in fact, the person it's verified as, then mm-hmm. you have to declare yourself as parody. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's like 
well, I don't know. I think it's kind of bullshit the whole like uh, like allowing people to. I mean, it's like I'm not against necessarily the idea of, I guess, paying for a, a verification. I wouldn't want to do it myself, but it, it doesn't really offend me. But it's like it just I think I like the idea better when it was just. Not that the implementation was good, it wasn't, but I think I liked the idea better when it was like, no, you're just verified because if you're a public figure, you know, it makes sense that, like, you would want to know who the real public figure is. Yeah, yeah. Right, on a social media, like, I, I get that that makes sense, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't feel like this charging for it does. I mean, he's free to do whatever he wants, obviously, but... I feel like it does open up quite a bit more to, well, it takes away from... Um, the dependence on advertisers and the influence that people can have because what people have been doing for years is targeting the advertisers that advertise that you know advertise when these people are on mm -hmm. and they're like well we don't agree with this person so you have to stop doing it that and then sense. they yeah. pull funding and then you get this is all cancel culture right right interesting so this is like a way mm -hmm. to it's like all right fuck it fuck your advertisers we don't need that shit yeah. now just pay and Thank you, ma'am. You know, interesting. So I'm not against it. I'm not fucking paying for it, but yeah. um, <laughs> I don't need a blue do we, check do mark. Do we pay as a check mark for uh, New Talk Radio? I mean, does we need we need to work on our Twitter presence. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right, yeah, <laughs> let's get back to it. Anyways, um, so episode fifty-seven. Well, that was a long winding road of an intro, but uh, probably mostly none of that will be in the show. No, and I think I introduced myself as Stephen Colbert. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, here I'm here in the studio with Teague Anderson. My name is Joshua Osborne. There you go. Yeah. In case the initial intro sucks sucks balls, can I say that? Is that yeah. too it's a little vulgar? Yeah. So licks balls? No, that's more vulgar. Less vulgar? More vulgar? Sucks balls is fine. <laughs> it's, uh, a lot. I'm of arguing. Uh, a lot of people. Suck balls, Josh. That's you true. shouldn't discriminate against people that suck balls. And you that shouldn't just pretend mean. that it's all fucking gravy. Because I'm sure <laughs> some people that suck balls get some bad balls. That's an excellent point. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. you got to be uh, broad and for everyone. Inclusive, I think, is the word you're looking for. Yes. <laughs> and we are nothing if not inclusive. And diverse. And diverse, indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, so yeah, welcome, welcome everyone to New Talk Radio, episode fifty-seven. And I already said who I am, so I guess we just we just leap right into it. Let's do it. We don't really have a general discussion this week because capital R reasons, really none whatsoever. Well, uh, nothing leapt out as sort of like a, a main talking point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of a, it's just a nice little a nice little smooth and easy list of news for you. You can uh, enjoy at your leisure. Take it with we'll a grain of salt. We'll probably end up having like 20-minute conversations about every single one of them anyways. Yeah, so. or at least some of the cool ones. At least some of the cool ones. Um, some of them are cool. But yeah, I mean, I guess, so, you know, because because we have no general discussion, we'll we'll perhaps somewhat uncomfortably, in a violation of our usual, such a strong word, violation of our usual uh, show narrative, we'll just start with what we've been playing, which is weird for us. Fucking A, I like um, it. But, uh, so what you been playing why don't you then? go first? Oh, fuck. Because I feel like I always go first. You do. <laughs> well, according to your list, I've been playing something called Bitto Hunt <laughs> and uh, Bitto Conan. <laughs> Listen, man, uh, <laughs> it's not my fault that you said it that way on the phone. Well, I said Bitta. <laughs> yeah, but Bitta is bit of shortened. No, you put an A for an abbreviation. Do you? Absolutely. I feel like that's the. See, I'm an editor, and I feel like that's not. I don't. I'm, mm, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> well, I've been playing a bit of uh, Hunt, <laughs> a little bit of Hunt. And a little bit of Conan. I uh, got back on the PvP a little while ago. I think this was last week. It was the same or last time. I believe time. we discussed it, yeah. yeah um, you were telling me about um, experimenting with the new features of um, Age of Sorcery. Sorcery, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, restarting your clan shit. 
Yeah, well, it got on to the, some official PvP and had some pretty epic uh, official conflicts, which was phenomenal. I think, uh, if I can interrupt you briefly, that when we last spoke, you were right about to, but had not tried any PvP, oh, okay. I believe. Yeah, well, Sorry I, to interrupt. I ended up joining up with uh, some people I used to play with, and they had a nice little uh, clan started, and uh, got some numbers now, and... Uh, a lot of them are better than me, for sure. But uh, Have you swelled sexual analogies past your original size of eight, I believe? I uh, think you said eight uh, last time. I think so, yeah. yeah. There's, um, there's one guy that only speaks Spanish, and then there's another guy that speaks Spanish as well, but he translates when the guy's on, so when one of them's on, can't understand a word he's saying. Or he, he doesn't join unless the other guy is on. Right? Is this all audio chat? Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we got, you know... UK, we got uh, all kinds of states. Uh, yeah, people from all over the place, and got a pretty good, uh, pretty good gang. Uh, and we got attacked the other day. People tried to raid us. I got a fucking message. I jumped on, and steamrolled these motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, it was, I don't know. We fucked them up so bad. Um, <laughs> and then, so we've got some beef, you know. And their numbers have been swelling a bit. Uh, interesting. So. Yeah, we uh, the other day. So uh, now this is showing my lack of knowledge about Conan. But when you play, does it mean like are you by default because of like you're the server you're on? Are you always on with these people if they're on? Yeah, the server. There's there's only so many people on the server. Right. I think there can be up to forty at okay. a time. Um, so you know your beef can have a resolution because you know that like it's like they won't suddenly go on another. I guess they could go on another server if they're like. But they start from scratch. From scratch. I get it. Yeah, you used to be able to transfer servers. Uh, You can't right now. They disabled it. That's good. Yeah, it's kind of good. Yeah, because I like that. You could do some pretty dodgy shit and just bring in a whole bunch of end game stuff and whatever. But um, that sounds not good for game health. Yeah, I I don't know. It probably had its purposes, and um, I don't really. I never did it, so I don't really know. But. it's cancelled now or it's it's not happening anymore mm. um, so the only way to get rid of people is to uh, kick them off the server basically you just keep fucking them until <laughs> they get tired of getting fucked and just keep fucking that chicken you just keep fucking it dry um, and well that's uh, that's where we're at now so yeah they attacked us we killed them a bunch we blew up one of their bases uh, then a couple of days later we killed a bunch more of them a bunch more times. And then um, today, actually, the thing is we're on a European server, so mm-hmm. PvP time is 5 to 11, I believe. Yeah. But in Europe, Awkward. that's 12 to 5. Exactly. Um, so, kind of... You mean in Europe? I mean, in it's, Europe it's 5 to 11, which means here. Here it's 12 to 5. Right. And um, so it kind of messes with uh, some of the people being on, and it changes 100%. the dynamic, but... Um, Anyways, we uh, we're probably going to destroy them tomorrow. Um, yes. <laughs> now, out of curiosity, and again, this is this is always the part of my mind that's just trying to somehow wrap my head around Conan. If they hadn't attacked you, like how long would it have taken for you to encounter them? You think? Well, we might never have. Really? It's possible. That's it's possible. It's possible. Like, if you don't go looking, you may yeah. just never see someone. Well, you can build in some Crazy. really remote areas. That, can you like, have tiny, tiny, tiny bases, too, yeah, if you totally. want to, that you are, can... like, not even that visible, necessarily? A hundred percent. You can have hidden really bases. Cool. I gotta fucking try this game sometime, man. Dude, you really do. Yeah. So, you can build, basically, 
like uh, there's there's structures in the world that are like just there um, like I don't know a temple or something and you can kind of and they can't be destroyed because um, they're like part of the game yeah yeah um, Makes sense. so you can kind of build on them mm. sometimes or like in them right and like there are some glitch there definitely are some glitches and shit but um, for the most part it is possible to never be found it's not easy, um, right. and if people, if you have veterans playing and they're looking, they know where to look, right? Uh, like they know all the little cubby holes and stuff where you could yeah. have a base. But you're a veteran, not like these people. Not like okay. these people are like <laughs> Rain Man level, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're they play all the time. They play. They're just non. They eat, sleep, and breathe Conan. They play like eight hours I a day. I, I know Destiny people like this, you yeah. know, and it's yeah, just yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah, I feel for your kids, man. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they probably, they hopefully don't have any. <laughs> oh, they do. Oh, they fucking oh, do. Some of them awful, absolutely awful. do. Awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, um, it is possible to not encounter people. And it is, it's also possible to, uh, well, yeah, just never encounter them. Um, yeah, that's really fascinating. But there are there are certain areas that are, it's the only place to get certain resources. So if they're gathering these resources and you are at the same time, you're going to come across them probably. And yeah. you could choose to not fight them or whatever. You could be yeah. friendly. Like uh, we're friendly with all kinds of people. These are the only people we have beef with. Um, well, that's really cool, man. Not quite. Um, okay, so these are the main people we have beef with. We kind of started some shit with some other folk looking for them and just kind of we couldn't find them so we just fucked some shit up that was close to us and we're like yo you can't build here you gotta pay rent you know you're on our uh, literal right well you know I mean like in game they, they mean yeah, like yeah, in game rent yeah yeah it's yeah. like um, you wanna build here that's awesome you know in the shadow of our fucking you yeah. know massive base <laughs> You can do it, but we want this amount of materials a week. It's or making something. me think of Mad Max Fury Road already. It's like you know, like in the because you say in the shadow, mm. and it's like you know they're really up on the. Oh, dude! One of our that's awesome, man. One of our bases is a pillar base built way the fuck up, like impossible to get to basically. But people still find a way, and since the introduction of sorcery, um, you can fucking fly. <laughs> Crazy! Like you can do a spell, like a potion or something. No, it's like you do. You learn a spell. And uh, you cast it, and a bat comes out of nowhere, a big bat, huh. and then you grab onto its feet, and huh. you can kind of control it. It'll, it'll fly you wherever the fuck you want to go. Crazy. So they flew on top of our pillar base, and then started a lightning cloud, or started a thunderstorm <laughs> up there, so the lightning broke through the roof of our place. Okay. And... Um, and yeah, so they they started this shit, and uh, well, I mean, hey, it's on them. We fucking wrecked them a few <laughs> times, and uh, did they? I'm really sorry to interrupt you. Did they bring back the gods? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Apparently, they I did. always thought that was neat. You haven't seen one yet. No, no. I guess it came back in the Age of Sorcery update. No, I think it was before. Oh, okay. I remember. I remember hearing sometime back from. I assume you can't remember that. Like, yeah, there was some problem with them. And they oh, they deactivated the them for sure. Yeah, yeah, for a while. But uh, no, like they've they been were back causing for, issues or something. They've been back for a bit. Um, I've never summoned one myself. Oh, but, uh, that's neat. Yeah, I mean, just the idea. Yeah, super cool. You know, like, I don't even care if I never see it. The fact that I know it's there. Yeah, and, and like I've seen it online in like videos. You what's know, like it's just really cool. What's really cool is you need a shrine, right? Um, yeah. And you have to upgrade it to tier three or something. Uh, it takes a lot of materials, but then you need to get a priest, you know, break his fucking will, 
Uh, so put them in the slave wheel, make them work for you, uh-huh. uh, and then you put them in the shrine, and then you have to sacrifice, uh, like you get a, a sacrificial knife from the, sh- the shrine that you make, and then you have to hack up human bodies with it, uh, but like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, and you get something. So you might get some like... That's so fucking dark, man. Oh, like, yeah. That's a, it's a big part of the reason why I don't play this game, the is sorcery I is, can't handle how dark it is. The sorcery it's is like... so much fucking darker. Um, <laughs> the sorcery, like, now there's actual... Makes me uncomfortable. Now there's actual I'm human... triggered, sa- There's actual human <laughs> sacrifices. So you actually drag a slave over, or could be a soldier, whatever, it doesn't matter. You drag a... Per- you knock him out, drag him over to this stone slab, you put him on the slab, and he's there sort of on an angle, hanging down a little bit, his head at the bottom, and then you cut his throat, and he bleeds out into a thing, and you gain corruption Jesus. and shit, and I don't even <laughs> fucking know. I've never done it. Um, it's mental. C- come for the human sacrifices, stay for the... Uh... Cannibalism. Um, <laughs> awesome. It's mental. But yeah, anyways... That's crazy. Uh, Is there a PS5 patch for it? I don't think so. No, eh? That's, I don't that's think so. surprising. Why? Why have they not... Uh... Funcom. Fun, but, but, well, I can't really argue with that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, I think that says it all. Oh, but the God thing, right? So you get the you you, you have to get an archpriest. He's like uh, hard to find. Mm-hmm. You knock him out, and again, you break his will. Then you put him in in the uh, your your shrine, mm-hmm. and then you sacrifice a shit ton of people, basically, or you just hack up bodies, and you get these uh, glowing essence or fucking purified meat. Or Something. every shrine is different. You get a different thing from people, and you need hundreds of them. And to summon the god, you basically have to destroy the shrine. Uh, with the priest in it and your hundreds and hundreds of things and you get a token, a coin. And the shrine, when it's fully upgraded, you can see it from anywhere on the map. Um, oh, neat. That's, that's a nice touch. And when you get this coin, you can see the coin on the map. Huh. So you can see where it's going. That's really cool. And there's a there's an expiry date. Like uh, I think it only lasts an hour maybe. I can't, I'm not 100% sure they changed it. There's some it. timer. Yeah, there's a timer. So you have to. So you can't stockpile them. Oh you no! Gotta, you got to no, make no, no, it no. when you need it. It's yeah, yeah. and um, and it's That's not cool. like you can make more than one without upgrading the thing. Right. And hundreds of fucking sacrifices. Also like, very smart. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and then you get to where you want to summon it, and you have it for thirty seconds. I'm pretty sure it's not long, but because the game is so laggy sometimes and uh, bugged out a lot of the time. You can completely waste that shit. Hundred <laughs> percent. I've seen. Uh, that's really I've seen right? videos of that's people. That's why they need a PS Five app, right? I, I don't know if it would I'm be sure any it would better. Help a little bit. I don't know. A man. little, you'd think. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I don't maybe know. Maybe not. It's fun, Com. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, super cool. Tomorrow, chances are we're gonna fuck these guys proper, and uh, I'm gonna send them pictures of me teabagging them. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me again. Is there anything here in this game for... We are deep in the weeds in this question. Yeah, no, it's gone is, way long. It's okay. Um, is there anything... If I just was curious about the game and tried it, like, by myself, like, is there a thing to play there? There's, oh, yeah. There still is, right? Oh, fuck, 100%. Like, it's not, there's single player. It's not only enjoyable with multiplayer. Oh, not at all. No, 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 there's single player. I think I might try that. And yeah. the single player, you actually... Well, okay, so you... I'd can... also be happy to try with you for an hour or two and, like, you just walk me through... You know, yeah, like I do highly recommend that you do 
not try and figure it out on your own. Okay. Yeah, like, definitely not. I, I learned that for the first time I tried. It's... Which lasted all of, like, 20 minutes. You tried Conan? Like, oh, shit. Like I said, it lasted all of, like, 20 minutes. This yeah. is, like, way long. I think it's before we were even talking regularly. Okay. Maybe the beginning of when we had the podcast. Awesome. I, well, I think remember. it came out in like 2015, 16, maybe. Yeah, because I think I got it when it was free on PS Plus, maybe. Yeah, it was. At um, one point. Yep. And I remember trying it and just being like, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on here. Exactly. I was really confused and I was like, I was confused. I wasn't having fun. I didn't understand what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was a little overwhelming. That's enough to yeah. uh, do. The first time I played it, I died to a sandstorm. I died at first. I died of hunger. I died and first, I was just yeah. like, yeah, fuck this. Man. Yeah. Like, I'm not playing this shit. And then, I don't know, I think I watched the Conan movie, the the later one. I was like, yo, I want to play some fucking Conan. <laughs> and I did. And I put in the time and stuff. And But I was playing single player. Mm. And I didn't know is in single player, you're basically a god. You can adjust the settings any way you want. Mm. So you can make yourself unkillable. You can. Yeah, that's not fun, though. No, no, yeah. no. But you can do it so it's like the night cycle. It, it only is nighttime for... You know, a fraction of the time it usually is. So you don't yeah. need to wait for the sun to come out to whatever. You can lower your thirst and hunger meter. You can raise it. I'll be honest. That sounds deeply unappealing to me. Oh uh, no, dude! Just because uh, I like, I like having le- the for learning though. Um, it's not a terrible idea in for some things. I'd beginning. rather have a seasoned veteran explain, explain to me how to do it. Well, so the, I don't, so I can't survive the night. The appeal to it though is. Um, you don't need to play it the way it's basically designed to be pl- like if all you're into is building you could i've seen i, I saw somebody made uh actually a lot of people have done this um they're just really into building mm. so they make an actual fucking winterfell or i think you've told me about the this. castle in lord of the rings whatever three I, I don't yeah, know. yeah yeah and they go like crazy on it and they really do do it like as close as it's essentially possible. like Minecraft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So That's you cool. you could spend as much time on and and you don't have to farm the resources. Yeah, you can just spawn in whatever and you know. Interesting. It's I interesting. get that and I I think that's cool. I don't recommend it for like it, it will take away from your enjoyment unless you're playing it specifically to build. Yeah, yeah. I guess you know it might help that you know in my background similarly with Minecraft, I'm deeply uninterested in creative mode. Yeah, fair right? enough. Right. I I always I. Minecraft has never made sense to me not in the adventure mode. Fair enough. Right? Just because I'm like, I don't see a game there. Because I'm not like the Lego, I'm not the Lego type. Or, mm-hmm. or I just want to build things, you know? No, fair enough. But uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, super long-winded. Talk about Conan, but um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I enjoyed myself. <laughs> Played some. Gonna play some more. Um, Sounds neat. Yeah. And I do recommend you give it a try. Yeah, I think I might. But play single player. Yeah. And then I can join your world. Right. Anything I single build. single player is co-op allowed. It, yeah, right. but we're tethered, so right. I can't just go off to one side of the map and use somewhere else. Do I need to set up my game as that, or it's by default? It's kind of kind of like that. There's single player. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure there's single player, and then there's online. Online has PvP, PVE conflict, and PVE. So player versus environment, player versus environment. But you can kill people and take their shit. You just can't break their stuff, huh. and then you have PvP. Which is just all, all you can kill them anytime, and, and you can also break enemies? their shit. I'm sorry, and there's also enemies. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same game. It's everything. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same game. Like it's yeah. the same enemies, the same bosses, cool. whatever. Cool. But if you do it, I do recommend play single player. I'll walk yeah. you through some. Yeah, I would and, like that actually. Um, yeah, it's one of the 
best games I've ever played, honestly. Uh, I mean, the most fun yeah. I've ever had on a game. Sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah I had yeah. to rephrase that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely I, not. I knew what you meant, yeah. but. <laughs> I had to be clear, because, I mean, that, <laughs> that makes sense. That really takes away from my, uh, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not listening to this fucking guy anymore. <laughs> Best I game knew, you ever I knew played? Exactly what you meant. The Funcom game? You make that fucking PS5 patch, guys. Come on. That, Come on, I mean, Funcom. I guess there it. could be, and I just I don't mean, know. Maybe about it's it. like Hunt, where it's like it's optimized under the hood. Uh, like possible. that's you know what I mean. Like, but there's no different app. Yeah, it's like, possible. That's very possible. possible. Yeah. Um, regardless, that was a fun 30-minute uh, yeah, advertisement long. for Conan. <laughs> and I've been playing a bit of Hunt, but uh, forget about that, you know. <laughs> uh, well, here, I'll say real quick, um, I don't have too much to report. I'll try to not go on a rant about this game, which will be difficult, but <laughs> I, I got to rein myself in. But yeah, I have been playing Signalis, like I was talking about before. Game finally came out. It, it I feel very mixed about it. Right. Um, it's got a lot to offer. Uh, I, I really like the visual style of it. I really like the feeling of the game. It feels like a sci-fi version of maybe Silent Hill. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, it's kind of like old school Resident Evil 2, Silent Hill, PS1, PS2 era gameplay. Okay. So, like, you know, inventory management, monsters to fight, simplistic, but a little scary because you have, like, uh, you know, limited resources. Like, not that many bullets, you know, med, med packs are, like, scarce, etc. Right. And, like, creepy environments. Um, and then, so, you know, RE2 with Silent Hill gameplay, and then with more of a Dead Space setting. Because it's, like, on, like, a desert, like, it's on, like, a spaceship. Cool. Uh, yeah, and it's pretty cool. And the monsters are, like, kind of Dead Spacey monsters. Like, uh, scary, weird alien shit. Also cool. Uh, very neat, yeah. And, you know, it's 2D pixelated. It's a, it's a two-man team, two, excuse me, man and woman. It's a two two person team, uh, Rose Engine, and man, I started out and I was like, it was a massive breath of fresh air, and I was like, this is so cool. I'm super into it. I'm like loving every second. You know, it's a, it's a really short game. It's like mm-hmm. 26 bucks, and it's probably like an eight eight to ten hour game. Oh wow, okay. Which I really like. You know, I am super into that length of game. Hmm. Um, I find it I find it amazing because it's like it's such a small ask of your time that I'm like. For sure, I'll experiment on this. Like you know, I'm the opposite, man. I uh, yeah, that's interesting. It's just personal. I I just I hear you, man. I hear you. Short games just don't. I don't want to beat it in two days. You know. Yeah, you know, it depends on the thing. It totally does. Like you shouldn't because like Elden Ring. You know, I would never want Elden Ring to be like that. Right. But a game like this, it makes perfect sense to me. Again, two two D, sort of uh, lower. Not a well. Also, twenty six. More of a mood game. 26 bucks too, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. that's well, You can't expect a 200-hour experience for 26 bucks. And, like, more about its world-building than the actual gameplay, you know? Like, so... I don't know. Just the, the type of product, like, I'm really I'm really into it. Um, mm. But even RE2 Remake is, like, while I could replay that game, and they're actually... You know, RE2 Remake contains within itself really interesting ways to replay it. Because once you finish it, I think... I can't remember if you can select the beginning, but you can, you can take either Leon's story or Claire's story... And they're almost the same, but they... Like, when you play as Leon, you meet Claire at points. Right. And then vice versa. So when you take Claire's story, it's like the same environments told from her perspective. Mm. So it's almost the same thing, but not quite. Same, same, but different. Exactly. Same, same, but different. That's another good episode title. Um, and and then there's even on top of that, there's like a harder version with different... Ch- with changed placement of items after some shit like that, mm. but it, but the game itself is not very long. Okay, know? like yeah. it's um, if you just do it start to finish, it's probably like a 
maybe like a 15 hour game wow um, I mean I, I went through it really slowly but I, t- I really take my time which I feel like is a lot because of the horror elements you mm-hmm. know it's just like really scary and like, <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> not, uh, not that easy to play necessarily but anyways uh, all that to say the game really had me at the beginning Signalis was totally awesome I was loving it and then it hit this thing about halfway through where my brain suddenly flipped and I was like what is this story? None of this makes sense. And I started to be like, I started to like see the cracks in the wall. Hmm. And it's like, you know, of course there's always the, you know, maybe I'm too dumb. That's entirely possible. Like maybe I'm not putting the pieces together. Maybe I'm not getting the underlying message, but for whatever reason, it started to about halfway through. I'm like, why am I reading all these pages of notes about this like weird cyborg species? This like, not that relevant to what I'm doing in the game and like what bearing does this have on anything and this isn't going anywhere and Mm -hmm. like it just you know it really it suddenly like all the cracks started to show right and the inventory management system and it's got one of the coolest looking and feeling inventory management systems it's the old school RE thing where it's like you can you can only hold six items okay yeah and there's like storage containers so you need to put stuff in the storage container if it's too much and it looks really cool the way and all the things are modeled in 3D and you can examine them it's just it's a really fun management system mm-hmm. but then also at a certain point in time in the game I, I think one time I played for like an hour and a half maybe two hours and literally all I was doing was running from one end of the map to the other dodging all the same enemies along the route and putting one thing into a door to get a second object to bring back putting it in the box taking out the next item I need, running back, putting it in, grabbing the new thing, putting it back in the box. That's uh, tedious. Just because I couldn't hold enough stuff to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, ins- it was one of the most tedious things I've ever done in my life. Mm. So my perspective on the game completely flipped like halfway through, but I was really into it until this point. You know? Fair enough. So Fair I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a mixed bag for me. Well. Like, um, I, it kind of bugs me because like, I, I put the game down with like only an hour left to do maybe. Hmm. Like I'm like 90% through but it burned me so hard at the end that I don't know if I can do it but I still, I don't hate the game. It just... Kind of pissed you off. Yeah, it kind of pissed me off. Fair enough. Yeah, but um, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, I also, try, I mean, I'm happy that I experimented. That's great. Um, and I, I do really like the, I mean, he's got a good uh, eye for the, the, the visuals. I feel like the visuals are done well. I like the creature design. I like the station design. Oh, there was some annoying shit with, like, at one point in time in the space station, he started making the doors in such a way that I couldn't see what was a door anymore. Oh, that's annoying. It was the fucking worst. Mm. And and it's like you're being hunted by enemies that are dangerous that you want to run away from, and you don't know what's a door. And yeah. in this same level, that was the point where he disabled the map, too, which makes sense thematically, but is horrible from a gameplay perspective. I guess, yeah. Because I can't see the goddamn doors. Hmm. It was just, so it's just like, you know, at some point in time, the game design decisions... wore you down a little bit. Yeah, it just like, it was a great start, but, you know, it doesn't work over the long, over the long haul. Fizzled. Know? Exactly, yeah. But uh, anyways, I, I, I still, you know, I, I like a lot of aspects about the game. And at the same time, I got to say, too, you know, he did some amazing things. Uh, well, he and or she. Uh, I don't really know who is the sort of, like, creative half behind it. Um, well, obviously the guy. <laughs> I think actually it is him uh, in this case, but I'm, I'm really not sure. One million percent joking. I know, I know, I know. But I think he's maybe listed as the creative and she's listed as the art. Okay. I, I can't remember. Women are um, more artistic. Oh, sorry, I meant autistic. <laughs> I was about to say, see, that one, I'm not actually sure if you're joking or not. Um... What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, there's this, um, yeah, there's some really neat things in the game. Like, you have a radio frequent, you have a radio 
like a radio is part of your equipment right. and you can use this radio whenever you like and they really did some fucking cool ass things with like using the radio to help solve puzzles mm. I, I, I can't effectively explain it in a short amount of time but I can give a couple examples like they also did shit that was really cool where it's like you have to listen to a radio in the game at one point in time the game handled, handled puzzles kind of really well actually and you know you you learn that you hear noises and static on your radio and if you tune to certain frequencies like numbers come through hmm. and you can write these numbers down and then these numbers coincided with like doors in the in the game that I had to open with sequences and it was just a really neat like very organic thing of like there's one room that makes it clear to you that this radio stuff is important and then so you go check in the radio and then numbers start to come out and then you just through trial and error you figure out to try that with these other things right and it was just like a really really cool interesting super organic way to handle a puzzle hmm. And on top of that, there's a crazy enemy at one point in time that, like, they fucked with it a lot that's really neat. Um, the enemy is, like, you walk into a room and suddenly there's this crazy discordant noise. Like, it's really awful to listen to. And there's, like, seven enemies. And your screen is, like, shaking and vibrating and the character can't, can't like, see or target effectively. Okay. Because it's, like, the noise is, like, driving her insane. Okay. You're also, like, some sort of weird android or robot in the game. So it could, be, it could have to do with, like, maybe they're fucking with your signals kind of thing. Right. And that's, that's, that one enemy is, like, is solved using the radio. You have to tune to a certain radio frequency, and it fucks with the end, because the enemy uses, uses this noise to, like, screw you up. Right. If so. you can create a feedback, yeah, you have to make a feedback loop hmm. where the enemy gets disrupted, and eventually, if you do this enough times, they become vulnerable and you can kill them. Wow. But it's just, like, super Pretty different. Pretty deep. It's weird, you know? It's pretty deep. It's different and weird and unsettling, and, like, it was just super cool. Yeah. And the game also, like, occasionally, um, like, 10% of the time, it'll go into first person instead hmm. of instead of 2D top-down Oh. for small se- segments. Okay. It's really weird, yeah, where you, like, go through a tunnel, and then you explore a single room in first person, hmm. examining objects. And then it just goes back to 2D. That's kind of cool, I guess. It's really cool. Like, so you know, it it on display are a lot of like really interesting game design ideas. It just sort of like, yeah, I couldn't get it together at the end, kind of. Mm. But it like doesn't come together as well as it could. Yeah. Oh well. Anyways, that was long, but uh, that's what I've been playing. Fair enough. Yeah. And uh, besides that, like an hour or two of Elden here and there, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Mostly yeah. just Signalis. Yeah. Well, I'm down to mess with Millennia again at some point. Yeah, for sure. And for I think we can do it. But we were close, um, man. We were one close. of the Conan buddies. Um, Said, oh, if you want a hand with Melania, like any time, man, can you shout? May not be a bad idea. I'm like, what? Uh, what's your build? He's like, fuck, I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. I have a feeling he's same problem as uh, us a little bit. He's probably gonna fucking like. I'm I have a feeling that he's gonna be like one of these, uh, like a Bobby. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I feel like a lot of the type of the type of people that play those kinds of things are. <laughs> Dude, I feel so special. <laughs> playing video games with uh well again it's it's uh pretty minimal right like mm-hmm. i don't play very much and um i have at points but in no way am i good at anything um sure. and like compared to these people it's like holy shit i know what you mean like, what the fuck man? i know what like, you mean i know what you mean i don't know it's uh yeah they're on another level yeah um, they are they are so they actually like will carry us through I feel um, they might yeah. yeah just for example last night Bobby got eight kills in a game of hunt wow 
Eight. <laughs> That's a lot, man. <laughs> By himself. Like, what the fuck? I think I got That's one. That's crazy, man. I think yeah, I got that's one. That's crazy. You got yeah. eight? Yeah. Jesus Christ. That makes me think of those Nino videos. Right? <laughs> intense, no, 100%. Man. And yeah, I'm just like, intense. okay, like, I feel really shitty about myself after this. I'm like, <laughs> That'll do that. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Uh, well, on that note, should we take a short break? Yeah, let's do it. We'll come back with some news. are back and we'll move straight on to the news. So, number one, Meta is reportedly planning on laying off quote-unquote many thousands of its workforce. Uh, subheading, this move could be the biggest round of layoffs to date at a major technology corporation. I'm getting this off IGN. This is November 6th. Uh, they got this from the Wall Street Journal. And is there an actual reason why I didn't get this from the Wall Street Journal? Yeah, there is a reason. And uh, I, I didn't go straight to the source on this one because the Wall Street Journal requires you to have a membership to read stuff. So. Go fuck yourself. That's exactly how I felt about that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean... Uh, the one thing I did want to say about this was just that, um, again, there's 87,000 employees. Yeah. Which is a fuck ton. So a few thousand. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's not a lot. really a big deal. I mean, I guess compared to... Well, when you when you hear thousands of people being laid off, you think like, oh, yeah. shit, they're cutting the company in half or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, But out of 87,000, and you're getting rid of three or 5,000, you're talking still fairly small. That definitely puts it into perspective. Let me read a, really, a quick quote from the article here. Facebook parent company Meta is reportedly planning on laying off many thousands of its workforce, quote-unquote, in what very well may end up being the largest round of layoffs to date at a major technology corporation in a year filled with them. As reported by the Wall Street Journal, the announcement of these layoffs is expected to arrive as soon as Wednesday, November 9th, which is tomorrow, and company officials have already told employees to cancel non-essential travel beginning this week, quote-unquote. Planned layoffs will be the first time Meta, which was previously known as Facebook, has done broad headcount reduction since it was founded 18 years ago. Uh, at the end of September 2022, this is coming back to what you're saying, Meta reportedly, excuse me, Meta reported that it had more than 87,000 employees across the globe. While the job cuts don't appear to be as big of a percentage of the total workforce as Twitter's was this past week, the number of employees looks to be larger than the up to 3,700 employees Twitter is planning on laying off. Right. Yeah. So either way, I mean, um, all I can say is good. Fuck you, Facebook. Um, you guys have been doing super shitty stuff for a very long time. And all I can say is good. <laughs> T, Facebook is our primary advertising platform at the moment. Sure. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's not going to affect anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I understand what you mean. Yeah, that's, it's a, they have a really, really large headcount. And they've done a lot of really shitty things over the years. It's um, also, like the, like the article point, like IGN points out, excuse me, uh, the first time that they've done broad headcount reductions since founding 18 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like... They've, they've expanded, expanded, expanded. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it's... I don't know. I don't see it as a big deal. Um, I don't either. This kind of falls squarely into the category of, like... I guess, for me, this is a bit of a question of layoffs make me sad. Mm. Um, does this specific layoff make me sad? Maybe less so than others? <laughs> One thing I find funny about this... Do you remember when the reporters... I think it was reporters... We're losing uh, the work, and the, the meme was learn to code. Yeah, I do remember that. Right? So now the meme to these coders or uh -huh. whoever is learn to weld. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Right? Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really have that much to say about this news per se, other mm -hmm. than I just thought it was fascinating that one of the largest companies, one of the largest tech companies in the world today, um, is getting massive layoffs and I don't know yeah I mean I guess it's just it's uh, I feel like it's 
maybe a symptom of it made me feel like when I read this news that it was perhaps a symptom of uh, the sort of corporate environment we have today which I'm not a huge fan of just the I mean I don't really care at all specifically about meta like really not in the slightest no but I do feel like you know we do a little bit we live in a time of like of layoffs now you know that maybe you know slightly more so fashion than we used to be yeah. and um, I mean I was laid off a little while ago uh, we hear about layoffs pretty regularly I feel like layoffs have always um, been a thing yeah, I guess. Yeah, and and way more substantial for different fields, but mostly um, physical stuff, mining, I suppose, uh, metal yeah. work, yeah. carpentry, uh, like fishermen. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. dude, yeah. there's, I don't know. And yeah. so a bunch of uh, tech nerds getting laid off really doesn't rub me the wrong way. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, I, what would bother me though is because they're worldwide. Is if they're just laying off you know yeah. all of their people in India or something yeah. you know like because I don't know I mean maybe it's well rounded and it's all over the place Yeah. or maybe they're laying off I, I kind of doubt it though if they're trying to save money well, you're going to keep the Indian people yeah, right? yeah, 100%, like, 100%, they don't pay them very much yeah, yeah I mean which is terrible for the North Americans who are out of jobs and great for the companies because now they make way more money mm. on, yeah. I mean, Problem with outsourcing. Right? That's 100% what happened to me at my mm-hmm. job, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, they cut the expensive, they cut the expensive departments. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, and in fairness, at my job, you know, they, they already had like Indian, Bangalorean specifically right. departments, right? So it's like, it's not like they... They replaced you for them. Yeah, they well, re- I mean, well, kind depends of did, on how you look yeah. at it, but it's like... I know what you mean. They had been at the company also for a very long time. Exactly. So they were also seasoned veterans, you know what I mean? Right. It wasn't like they just closed you, opened up somewhere else where they didn't have to pay as much. You know? Yeah, not at all. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess I just, you know, I get a little sad when I see the sort of the trajectory of the layoff, what I feel like is a bit of the layoff culture for the corporations. You know, it's like the easiest, the sort of drive to the bottom line and the, uh, the inexorable march towards the... You know, the bottom causing lots of layoffs, but I just feel specifically, I really could give less of a shit about. I just feel like this company in particular um, has gone unchecked for so fucking long and been such pieces of shit uh, for so long. And these people probably, I mean, I'm sure a lot of these are nice people. A lot of these people are probably fine folks. Absolutely, absolutely. They're normal people. The fact that the company is getting you know is is having is struggling a little bit now is mm-hmm. a little bit nice to see um seeing how they've just fucking how steamrolled everything right yeah and yeah. Um, i'm kind of with you there yeah i i just don't like them yeah um, that's completely fair and i don't like zuckerberg but i mean yeah. whatever yeah that's um, completely fair um well anyways i mean all that to say it happened um you know uh my thoughts are with people who get laid off that sucks um, whether you're a good company or not, if you're laid off, you're eligible for unemployment, though. Here, at yeah, least, true, um, true. You're not fired. It's not the same. Do they thing. have that in the states? I guess they do. Yeah, right? probably. Definitely. I assume. Definitely. Yeah. Um, um, but I, again, but still, it's, getting it's laid not off the same fun, thing. right? No, I mean, no one likes losing their job. But I mean, also, you, you might get a, a nice package. You know, that's true. Like my aunt used right. to work at, I think it was Sun Life, mm. and they did some major layoffs years ago. Like. She got a pretty decent package, you know. And I mean, she'd been there for a long time. It was super shitty. Right. But um, it it wasn't like we just cut ties with you, go home, you don't have a job anymore. It's like, okay, well, here's a year's salary. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like... Dude, it's 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 time to move on, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're not... I I see what you mean. There can sometimes be... um, I don't know what the word is. Like, very... 
there's a nice way to handle layoffs. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right? For there's sure. A, there's a nice way and a not nice way to handle layoffs. A lot of people want to be laid off to True. to be able to do something else or to, yeah. again, yeah. to not... They don't want to quit and they don't want to be fired. Yeah. Right? They want to be laid off so they can go on unemployment for a certain amount of time to do something else, whatever. My girlfriend had a situation like that a long time ago yeah. with a company she was working at where it was like kind of like a... What would you call it? Like a... Not a beneficial layoff, but like a... Like, yeah, sort of like a mutually beneficial layoff. Yeah. It doesn't have to be as negative as uh, some no. people would say it is. You know? But it's better to be laid off decently than to have your wages gashed, you know, or slashed That's in true. half, and yeah. then slave labor, fucking, you know, work crazy hours, have horrible working conditions. You know, yeah. like, it's better to just <laughs> gently get rid of people yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> than to just ruin everybody, you know? I hear you, I hear you. Well, we'll talk about a different layoff later on, but I think that about covers it for the moment. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, moving on to number two. God of War Ragnarok is out and Skill Up recommends. This is what I this is what I wrote for a headline, but I mean the news here is basically just that God of War Ragnarok has released. Wait, I stand corrected. God of War Ragnarok is it tomorrow? Uh, I think yeah, might have been today. When we're recording, yeah, God of War releases tomorrow, uh, which will be I don't know a week ago when you hear this episode or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's coming out tomorrow. Just the date. Just the date. November, oh, November 9th. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, and the review, it has one of the, um, what's the word, most generous review embargo dates uh, of any game recently. The review embargo was up like a week ago. Hmm. So the reviews came in like, you know, it's like, a, yes, it's like a lot of days ago already. Yeah. I guess about, about exact, I think it was about exactly a week. Um, and it's always a huge you issue. Know, you, you always know when a big company has a review embargo that's that ahead of the release date that it's clearly going to be finished they, they only do that when they know beyond the shadow of a doubt that they're knocking it out of the park for sure you know what I mean so it's always a good sign uh, and I dug a little bit into the skill up video enough to see that he does in fact recommend it um, he seems to be pretty waxing philosophical about it it was a bit of a long review I find uh, sometimes I can't I remember Aliens Fireteam the I recommend of skill up video was like a really um digestible size yeah 20 minutes or 18 minutes or something yeah yeah this was 38 minutes and that's I'm like, long that's a that's, little that's long. long and i feel like he did a cyberpunk i recommends right because he liked cyberpunk and his cyberpunk video when it came out was like over an hour i think oh wow and i mean i love skill up but it's like that's just a little it's a big ask yep you know anyways uh, i watched enough to see that he seems to be pretty enthusiastic about the game got a 10 on 10 on ign i had a really really funny comment from friend of the show mike here let me try and call it up I'll say real quick here, here's a verdict on IGN's review. Uh, this is just at the end of their review, an enthralling spectacle to behold and an even more exciting one to take the reins of. God of War Ragnarok melds action and adventure together to create a new, unforgettable Norse saga. Impeccable writing, pitch-perfect performances, knockout action, it's a complete work of art, top to bottom. Reflecting its core themes, it's everything a sequel should be, respectful of its legendary lineage, but not afraid to take it to new, pl- new places. God of War Ragnarok is an almighty achievement and creates a new high that many of its peers look positively mortal, that makes many of its peers look positively mortal by comparison. Uh, so yeah, 10 on 10 from them. Yeah, Mike sent me this fight, this funny message, like, I don't know, very soon after the review embargo went up and the, all, all those reviews started trickling in on Metacritic. He found this uh, gamer.no uh, review synopsis, gave it 100, uh, writes a little blurb, despite its shortcomings and eagerness to wrap these things up, God of War Ragnarok feels like a better game than its predecessor in almost every aspect. And then Mike is like, if it has shortcomings, it's not a 100 game, just give it a 90. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. Yeah, I kind of, I mean, but 
all ranting about 100, 100 review scores aside, I usually just take them as like a, this is good exactly. indication. So people think it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metacritic, it has 94 out of 125 critic reviews, which is very high. Okay. So, you know. Um, Pretty good. That's it. I mean, that's all I got to say about God of War. It's out. Wait. It well, will be. When you hear this, it'll be out. <laughs> when you hear this, it'll be out. Uh, it looks pretty awesome. I mean, I've seen... There's a launch trailer you can watch. They've been previewing the game pretty extensively re- uh, recently. There's now tons of like review footage out there. Maybe check out the Skill Up Recommends video. I mean, Skill Up's great. Like, if you... It's the kind of thing where a 38-minute vid- video is perfect if you really want to deep dive into God of War. Absolutely. So and he's the right person to do it, too. He talks audio, he talks fucking all kinds of stuff. Like, That's exactly the right way to put it. Yeah, I actually finally did at one point in time, like a long time after, I listened to his entire cyberpunk review, and it was really interesting. Hmm. You know, it's just, it's a bit long, so it's like yep. when you, if you want a capsule review, it's not the right place to get, to get it. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, he is the right person to do a really long breakdown. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess before we move on, I can also say there was that hilarious Ben Stiller, uh, who is in the, gosh, Ben Stiller, John Travolta, the rest of the names are, did you see this really, they had, they made some really funny commercial for the game. No. It felt like a Super Bowl commercial. Okay. It's like, um, Ben Stiller playing, uh, the God of War, like Kratos. Yeah. Uh, and he is leading a therapy... Oh, session. I did see that. I did see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I thought it was amazing. Mm. Uh, I loved it. Uh, so you know, game looks cool. And if you're if you're excited about God of War, well, there you go. There you go. Get out there and play it. Um, moving on to number three, Sony loses nearly two million PlayStation Plus subscribers since service revamp. Uh, oh this no! Is November fifth. I got this off IGN, and IGN got this off uh, Sony's latest financial report. The number of PlayStation Plus subscribers has fallen by almost two million since Sony launched its revamped subscription service in June. According to the company's latest financial report, Sony's multi-tiered PlayStation Plus subscription service has dropped from 47.3 million at the end of June to 45.4 million in the three months leading up to September 30th, a decrease of 4%. Sony highlighted that the ratio of gamers subscribed to the service is significantly higher on PS5 than it is for the previous generation PS4 console. In response, Sony leadership plans to accelerate the adoption of PS5 hardware to quote-unquote recover this user engagement going forwards. Is there anything else useful to say here? Not really. Just big surprise. I mean, come on. Yeah, what do you think? I mean, I, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously because of how weak the service is, or...? No, well, didn't they... They made the tier system, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. Exactly. Um, it's the same with Netflix. I'm kind of with you. It's yeah. the same with Netflix and is their it? advertising shit. Yeah, they're fucking losing out mm. hard. Um, Have they actually rolled out no, the thing no, yet? No, no, no. But again, it's supposed the, to be like, isn't it supposed to be any second now? I think it's supposed to be... Like tomorrow or something? You know what Very I mean? soon. And yeah. I think the build up to it is what people are just kind of like, well, go fuck yourself. At, yeah. Whenever you do this, I'm out. I feel um, I feel pretty go fuck yourself at the moment. Oh, I'm 100% yeah. go fuck yourself. Yeah. I mean, not only... So they're going to make my current thing I'm paying for dog shit. Um, isn't it also reportedly going to have not the same amount of... Con- like, there's not the same level of content? Yeah, I think They haven't given details on that yet. I believe there's something along the lines of... Um, yeah, there's going to be different tiers of content, basically. So there's going to be stuff that's only available on the different tiers. Netflix? Yeah. Oh, really? I haven't even yeah. heard about this tier system yet. That's what I... I mean, heard. other than just the mere sake of the, the with-add one and the not-add one. Yeah, no, I think there's going to be stuff uh, only available on the no-add one. Which, right. again, is yes. just a go-fuck-yourself. It really is. To me, anyways. Yeah. No, and it it's really is. the same thing with this, too, in terms of just, like, having multiple tiers of something. Yeah. I don't know. It just... Um, 
Uh, although did they didn't really reduce the quality of what they originally were giving on this, right? You know, the really unfortunate thing here is that I just cannot speak authoritatively on this. Mm. Um, I really just don't know. My suspicion is that. Well, state your question again. Did they, you ask? Did they reduce the quality? Yeah. Did they reduce the quality of what you're already paying for, or did they just? Yeah, add? they did. I think they did. Okay. Yeah, from the from the extremely limited inf- information I have, only from my brother because he's the only person I know who actually has the service. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a conversation, and he he was initially excited until he sort of like dug a little bit further into the actual nitty gritty, and. What he thinks from my conversation with him, from what I remember, is that it really it sounded pretty clearly like he was just suddenly getting a much worse service. Hmm. Unless he wants to, like he can still have what he used to get with with PS Now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now he needs like two tiers higher, which is a um, pretty big jump in money. Yeah. So they really, yeah, they kind of they kind of fucked everyone compared well, to what they were getting before. It's pretty much shrinkflation. You familiar with this? Shrinkflation. I like this. No, I'm not familiar with it. Okay, so it's like how um, you used to get... Uh, oh, wait. How much is a... Okay, a chocolate bar, right? Yeah. Um, used to be so big for such a price, like uh, yeah. 40 grams, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you still pay the same price, but the chocolate bar is only 30, pa- uh, 30, 30 grams. grams. They did it with the, uh, the oils. Oh, yeah. These things used to be 40 milligrams, yeah. and now they're 30. I think I remember that happening with Big Yogurt at some point in time. No, it happens with everything. They did it with bacon, where a pound of bacon was whatever. It's rare that I notice it. But the thing is, they didn't change the price. Mm -hmm. They charged you the same price for a pound of bacon, but you're not getting a pound anymore. Yeah. Um, So that's what I mean by shrinkflation. This 100% makes sense, yeah. Uh, So if that's the situation going on... Just like Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But the whole thing, right? Yeah. Um, And it's kind of just... It's, it's not that the service is bad. It's that if you're comparing this to being an existing user, that's the piss off. Yeah, you're you're in a lot shittier of a situation now. Yeah, yeah. I need to circle back uh, with my brother about this because he he probably now has it and has toyed around with it, which we haven't talked about it recently. Okay. We tend to only talk about Alien Fire Team. Well, fair enough. <laughs> but um, yeah, I got to get around to asking him because that's what it sounded like at hmm. the time, um, and definitely. Yeah, when I compare, because another thing, another big thing I didn't realize when this was rolling out, because I initially thought it was like a perfectly fine idea. I mm-hmm. mean, like it's like these type of things are not for me, not nor will they ever be. Um, no, but that's just me, you know. Um, it sounded fine. Uh, it's only until I broke down the actual prices because Jake was telling me about it, and I saw comparisons, and I'm like, oh, okay. So now overall, this costs way more money than it used to. Mm. Like, and that's just not immediately apparent unless you do actual side by side comparisons. You know what I mean? Fair like, enough. Yeah. See, like I wouldn't be so opposed to it if they offered the other tiers, di- but didn't fuck with the existing ones and just added more stuff to it. Absolutely. Right? Like that yeah. makes perfect sense to me. I completely agree with you. But when you start adding ads to Netflix and yeah. doing, you know, fucking with the already yeah. existing service that has gone up in price yeah. recently, right? Or uh, Totally, yeah. Not long ago, Very anyways. Recently, yeah. um, that's where the problem comes in. Absolutely, yeah. And to it's me, like, anyway. For sure, for sure. And same thing with when I, when I was more enthusiastic about the new PS Plus tier system, it's when it was initially being sold to me and I don't have any experience with PS Now. So mm-hmm. I look at everything on paper and I'm like, this sounds great. Mm-hmm. You know, but then yeah, when you actually look at it in practice, it's kind of a little bit like a little shady. A little shady, and also the problem is it's not. I mean, I hate to be simplistic, but it's not good like Game Pass. Yeah, it's just not. 
Yeah. Like, I thought, I mean, to me, this is, just like you, this is 100% no surprise whatsoever. I think this system was a terrible idea. I mean, I, I kind of have from the beginning, because it's like they're trying to, if you're not going to do the same thing as Game Pass, then I feel like just don't do anything. Well, you know? like I'm it, not totally against yeah. trying something different. Um, something That's different, but point. similar. Yeah. Now, yeah. You see the success here, and you think, well, maybe I can do, I can simulate some of the success yeah. without having to go as on board, you yeah. know, or without having to be as rich yeah. um, as Microsoft. Right? Sure, sure. So I don't know. I'm not totally against changing it, and but trying something similar. It's just, it just strikes me as a shady way of doing it. Yeah, and a little it bit. Kind of bugs me a bit. Yeah. I uh, I was more into the idea of Sony as I mean, I like the image of Sony as like a boutique supplier that believes in like the what's the what do you call the, the system when when you buy things piece by piece the piecemeal system like the system of like you just buy what you want like buy yeah. and play what you want this is what we do like the reason why you spend lots of money with us is because we give you lots of good things to buy a la carte. You know. A la carte, thank you. Yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. And um, I like the image of Sony as that. And I feel like, you know, they almost had a... Like, even though some people criticized them for not being like Game Pass, I felt felt like they had, like, a unique identity. Mm -hmm. You know, and, like, now that they're trying the PlayStation Plus Essential thing, too, it's kind of like, I feel like they're a little bit losing the sense of identity. Yeah. And it just kind of makes me be like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, I'm not into the service. I don't yeah. think it sounds good. Um... From what I hear about, you know, industry folks talking about it, uh, I mean, industry folks in the, in the sense of journalists, other other game critics, I don't get the impression that they feel it's good either. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little bit wondering, you know, who is this helping here? And I, Sony. <laughs> I suppose, but is it even? I mean, they're seeing subscriber drops. You yeah, know? well. Like they said in the article from IGN, uh, they are noticing that engagement is much higher with PS5. Well, yeah. Maybe when everything convert, maybe this is just PS4 people dropping off because they're like, I don't see the point of this now if I don't have PS5. Yeah. But maybe everything will be fine when everyone has PS5s. It's possible. I don't yeah. know. So maybe, you know, we can look at it when that happens. Fair enough. But uh, I'm not that equipped to talk about these things because unfortunately I just don't engage very much with the... Oh, I don't at all. I never have. Yeah. Even the PlayStation Plus games, it's like... Uh, once I add them months. to the library every month and I have so many fucking games that I'm never going to play. I don't even add them to the library. I look every month. And I'm always like, nah. I think Neo Two is this month. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. No interest. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm a super elitist with that stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm from software all the way, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except no substitute. <laughs> um, anyways, moving on to number four. Atomic Heart, 10 minutes of exclusive boss fight gameplay. So yeah, IGN covered this on IGN first, um, and basically the developers uh, gave IGN a long... Chunk. I was going to say horizontal slice, but a long <laughs> vertical slice, perhaps, of boss fight gameplay, where they where that you fight this crazy, like, rolling ball boss. Um, it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can at least see by this 10 minutes... Uh, so, so, I mean, I put this news in tandem with... Yeah, IGN did the IGN first, but also, I feel like more importantly, the release date trailer came out November 2nd. Uh, the release is officially confirmed for February 21st now. Um, so, that represents a delay. The original window they had given was the, the burr of 2022, which meant uh, October, November, December. Right. Or at least everyone was assuming. Yeah. Maybe September, October, November, who, who knows. But the end, the last quarter of uh, 2022. So they've actually only delayed this game once. Yeah, that's not bad. And the game never even had a concrete release date. They only said, you know, they had said basically end quarter of... Um, so, so far, this is only one concrete delay. Which is not bad. 
Which is not bad. Better and that you delay it than release an unfinished product. 100%. I think they're going to hit it. <laughs> we will see. Um, I, I certainly hope they, they're going to hit it. And I feel like because they showed so much footage um, earlier in the process without giving a release date, mm -hmm. that probably they're being careful with their release date. And them, them maybe because they had a lot of opportunities to, to spoil an early release date. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, and they never took it. So I, I feel like that, that bodes well. Yep. This IGN first 10-minute exclusive boss fight gameplay where he fights this crazy sphere boss... Also, I mean, this was uh, like one or two days after the actual official release date trailer came out. So just want to talk about Atomic Heart a little bit. Uh, note that it has an actual release date now. To, from my perspective, um, I still think the game looks incredible. I think that the, uh, the boss fight gameplay to me looks really polished. The actual trailer itself, I think they dropped the ball on um, creatively speaking, just because the not that it was a like the the the, the footage still looked really cool. Uh, it just they had this way of doing trailers before that was like these really like sort of like cinematic Russian, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> weird European fucking just not what we're used to. Yeah, um, they had really really different. Uh, maybe Russian is the wrong word. Just fucking. It probably is. European. But I still like it. European. <laughs> Eastern, some weirder Eastern European way of doing of handling trailers. But basically, they were a lot more closer to I don't know the like weird Dead Island tr cinematic trailers. Yeah, and I just. At, at one point in time in video game history, I was tired of cinematic trailers. I've now come full circle to where we, we haven't had them for so long and that I actually feel like... And Moonfish's, specifically the company that does Atomic Heart and Moonfish's trailers, are so fucking high quality. Mm. Like, I still go back to that. It's either the E3 or the Gamescom trailer. I think it's E3 trailer. E3 2021 trailer, maybe? Um, where they have that crazy Russian pop song. Right. It's the uh, it's Mirage. It's the remix of the Mirage song. Uh, music will music will bind us. I think, and it's just one of the most spellbinding trailers I've ever seen in my life. Like I I, I can I still rewatch it now, and I'm like, it's just so pleasing. It's so pleasing to watch. I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, and this trailer didn't feel that way to me, so I was a little bummed out. But that said, uh, you know, all the gameplay on display looked amazing. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I'm a little concerned after seeing that trailer, honestly. But the uh, the boss thing looks cool. What concerns you? Uh, it almost gave me a fucking seizure. Yeah. Um, it was too uh, chaotic. It looked like it was trying to distract from what's actually there to me. Um, I think it's a good... I mean, it is very... They use a lot of, like, really... Would you call it rapid cuts? Uh, yeah, but also, like, shaky camera shit. Lit, similar to what they do in... I don't know if you are... I'm sure you are familiar with this. Um, the Bourne Ultimatum. The second Bourne movie. I've actually only seen the first one. Okay, so the first one, the fight scenes fucking great I like them yeah. right no they were fucking well choreographed like really nice. super well done the second one they must have gotten totally different people mm. and it seemed like the person was having a fucking seizure yeah. filming and it was so shaky exactly you that mean. you can't even you can't tell what's going on and the idea is to make it seem more exciting and like more is happening yeah but it doesn't give that it doesn't give me a good vibe it it Makes me feel like you're trying to cover up the shittiness of something. Yeah, and that's uh, exactly what I got from this trailer. I think you're. I mean, I think you're right. Not necessarily, but I, I don't know if you're. No, right no, this is trailer, just. The, but I the, think you're right about that technique. Yeah, it, like, that's yeah, just the vibe too, I got from this. I and think that's totally fair. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. I, mean, I like this trailer cool. the least of any of any Atomic Heart footage they've released so far. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, even the last trailer because we had a trailer. Uh, we had another cinematic trailer after the one that I think is the shit, which was I want to say at the Gamescom. Yeah, okay. it was at the end of Gamescom this year. 
that was also they had this different song for it it was really beautifully choreographed like it was very artistic mm-hmm. you know what I mean it was like super artsy and it really worked it was like fucking cool like I showed my mom and she like loved it you know yeah. she was like wow this is really interesting stuff like uh, yeah. they just they were making such cool things before and yeah I'm a little let down to see this sudden shift to like weird fast cam like it's also they use a very epic like pounding like it's like a dun 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 you know yeah. like it's kind of like epic American action movie kind of thing it just seems I don't know it yeah. just seems kind of forced uh, not forced but that's I, maybe the right word it gave me the I'm wrong sure. vibe yeah. anyways it, it took away because like, the other ones that I'd seen of it anyways are the one I remember like mm. had character oh no for sure and this had no character yeah you're, you're right, you're um, right. That, is, so that is the problem that's that's all I have to say about it I mean, that said, I'm still optimistic about the game, and I feel like at least uh, the boss fight gameplay they showed, while it is a vertical slice, of course, looks like it functions very well. Yeah. Um, so if they... I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I I, still have really... I don't think I can be disappointed by this game at this point in time. I don't say that. I just... I really doubt it. Yeah, that's I got, like saying, I got a feeling. That, that's got just a feeling. jinxing shit, you know? Like, but I on. didn't say... I don't say shit about... Like, I, don't, I didn't ever said that about, like, Cyberpunk, you know what I mean? Okay. I was like, I'm excited yeah, for I'm Cyberpunk. I'm just saying, man. But I'm just saying. You should know better. Anytime I'm playing a game should. with somebody and they're like, yo, we're doing really well. I'm like, dude, shut the <laughs> fuck up. And then Melania cuts your goddamn head off with one shot. It's like, man. Yeah, that happened to us. <laughs> yes, it did. Very recently. You know? You're right, you're right. It did, it did, it did. <laughs> our fucking uh, well, our first round. I'll we, knock on press board. To yeah, try there and, you uh, go. <laughs> try and oh, that's it. actual wood. That's actual. Uh, <laughs> this is press board. Anyways. Um... I hope it's going to be cool. Yeah, no, it, it could be. We'll see relatively soon. Yeah. Yeah. On number five, Lionsgate flirting with major John Wick video game. I got this off IndieWire. This is November 3rd. Lionsgate is flirting with the potential of a major video game based on the John Wick action franchise. Studio's CEO let slip on Thursday during earnings call with investors John Felfheimer noted that that is a hard to read name noted that Lionsgate execs have been fielding proposals quote unquote for a big video game based on the Keanu Reeves movies. Despite his excitement of the idea, Feltheimer was hesitant to say much more about the early stages project. I don't want to get ahead of myself here but we believe there is a big AAA game to be made out of John Wick. We have been fielding proposals. We certainly are interested in moving that forward but I don't want to say anything more at this time. Uh, and before we go too deep into this, I'll just give a little bit of history on John Wick in the video game world so far, which is incredibly brief. There is a John Wick, a John Wick Hex game uh, released in 2020, and this was news to me. This is uh, by Mike Bithell. Uh, he's like an uh, he's an indie designer, mm-hmm. um, and he made Thomas Was Alone, which is actually one of my favorite uh, PlayStation indie games. I really liked it. I actually I owned the Thomas Was Alone soundtrack. It was like amazing. Okay. I think he did all the music. Oh no, the music's by David Houston. But anyways, um, but yeah, John Mike Bithell is like I know him as like an artsy fartsy indie game guy, right? And I was like, artsy indie indie guy doing John Wick hex. It's kind of like a little. I vaguely really recall something about it at the time. I feel like we talked about it actually. Maybe yeah. It appears to be some sort of like strategy, like sort of mm-hmm. kind of neat looking strategy game. It looks decent. I mean, uh, it got it got mixed reviews. I think uh, it has. I want to say it's like a six six on ten sort of. That's uh, pretty good. 78% on Metacritic, uh, 17 votes. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I think IGN gave it a pretty bad review, but its overall score is 78 on Metacritic. So whatever. I mean, John Wick Hex sounds like it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, Mike Bithell is a very talented designer. Uh, whether or not his talents would suit a John Wick Hex game, I have difficulty imagining, but he's a smart guy. And um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all there is to say here. Uh, the news is extremely brief. Basically, they they just uh, they are investigating 
a John Wick game. You know, this gentleman, Lionsgate CEO, says that he believes in the franchise enough that there is a he believes there's a triple A game to be made out of it. I mean, what we can say about John Wick, hugely successful. Apparently the movies, I, I didn't know this, but apparently the movies have been like on a very upward trajectory in terms of like revenue. No. Um, the yeah, they made third way did more. more? Yeah, check oh this out. God. I mean, I, I, I just learned this in the IndieWire article, but they, they give a recap here. Um, Feltheimer remarked, filmmakers behind the series have done an incredible job of not just, quote unquote, keeping a franchise alive and important, but in making each movie more and more valuable. While 2014's John Wick grossed $86 million on a $20 million budget, the sequels have only gotten bigger as the cult of Wick and <laughs> the cult of Wick. That is Well, it makes sense, dumb. though. I mean, because it, it came out of nowhere, and yeah. it was a fucking success. It, it was, was amazing. Very Actually, cool. I, I, I just, watched the first one recently. Dude, I just watched it last <laughs> week. It's awesome. Dude. It, every second of it is amazing. A lot of the... Yeah, <laughs> it's it's cheesy as all fucking hell. But in the best way possible. Exactly. <laughs> in almost like 90s action movie cheese. It's fucking great, man. It was beautiful. It's like a love letter to like cheesy 90s movies. I don't know. But the third one. Oh boy. Well, here, let me finish the recap. So, so the first one 20, uh, made $86 million on a $20 million budget. Chapter 2 made $171 million. And the most recent film, Chapter 3, made $327 million worldwide. So it's really like, that's exponential. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like it's going up. But yeah, please. I mean. But again, like the first one came out of nowhere. So, yeah. you know, you had to have a pretty niche audience to go to it. Yeah. Right? Like, and. That audience shared it with a whole bunch of other people because yeah. they're like, this movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> and all those people were like, well, I want to see the second one too now. So they did, and and then so on and so forth. But the second one was not very good. And I feel thir- like you told me that they were very mediocre. And the third one is not only not very good, it's fucking god-awful. <laughs> I don't think I... I know Fred's going to listen to this, but I don't think I can trust my cyberpunk group anymore because they were they were very, like... They were like, you haven't seen any of the other John Wick movies? And I'm like, I really did. They didn't the second one, very... the second one, it was a long time ago I saw I have it. seen the second one. Okay, I think I only didn't see the third one. It went the fucking horse riding in New York with a gun like dude I was done it sounds like it really jumped the shark pretty hard the bulletproof fucking dog vests on Halle Berry's that dogs that sounds so like, stupid come on that sounds now. so stupid I, it just got stupid um, but whatever I mean if you're into the if you're into it why not well I mean anyways c- coming back to the games you know, what do you think about this idea of a triple A video game based on John Wick I think if they do something similar to Max Payne yeah, you might have some wicked success. I mean, Max Payne was—is there a better blueprint for that kind of thing? I mean, I can't think of one. Yeah, you're you're 100 percent right. That's that's really funny because in the research of this uh, the show, I actually my head was more in. I mean, this is albeit a really obscure game, but Matrix Path of Neo, I fucking loved. Never played it. It's a, like a PS2 game. It's random as hell. Uh, it was like almost no one had heard of it. It got pretty good critical reviews, but like no one knew about it. Um, and I finally got around to playing it one time, and this was at the time of PS. Like I played it in its heyday, you know, um, and it was amazing. Like it was an amazing uh, Matrix action game, mm. where like you played as Neo, you like did all the training sequences, and like you had all the cool abilities, and like you were fighting agents, and like there was bullet time dodging, yeah, yeah. and it was mostly just like a button mashy action game, right? But like they successfully captured all the like fluidity and like. Just the way Matrix feels and looks, yeah. it was translated perfectly. Okay, and I was like, "This is exactly what I I don't want, want anything Wick. more out of a Matrix game." And I kind of feel like maybe something like that would also be suited to this. Okay, yeah. but I like your idea much better. Of like, yeah, Max Payne is definitely like if there is a blueprint. I mean, that's I feel like that would kind of be pretty clearly, yeah. But anyway, I don't know. 
it could be interesting. I mean, I, I'm open. I won't play you know? it, but who cares? Like, I probably won't either, but I'm curious. No. I mean, while I'm not... I will if Keanu does the voice. You know he will. Well, then I might do it. He did Cyberpunk. Yeah. If he does Cyberpunk, I feel like he's definitely cool enough to do the, <laughs> to do the I voice. I feel like so. it too, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. He's not quite as tried and true with that stuff as Bruce Campbell is, well, but, yeah. you know. Fair. Who is? He also makes a lot more money, so. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. It's a lot more successful. Yeah, yeah. And like um, half his age. Pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. But uh, listen, we will see. Yep. Will this come to fruition? Chances are probably slim at this point in time, but we'll see. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they want it to, at least. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, they have made four, four movies? They're, the fourth one's coming out soon, right? Yeah, I think I so. I mean, looks it like was, the franchises are going to be around for a while. It was the whole economy of it, too, the gold coin thing, really fucked me off. Um, I dug it to begin with. I didn't see begin the other with, ones. To but. begin with, but in the first one, it's one gold coin to get rid of a body. It's also a gold coin to get into the fucking bar at the hotel, which yeah. costs a gold coin to get the fucking yeah. room. What the fuck, guys? And then it's yeah, a gold coin I mean... for some guns, and it's a gold <laughs> coin for a fucking ride, and it's yeah, a gold coin. Yeah, but you gotta look to... at it as like it's a fantasy, right? I mean, yeah. it's, just like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It fucked me up. Man. I could, I my gut uh, or my my, fi- my film film critic gut tells me that what you're objecting to is other things, and you're framing it through that being dumb. But the real problem is probably that the film is failing you, and so you're looking for problems. No, I totally point, enjoyed you know I mean? the first one. Thoroughly, and I'm talking about oh, the you mean first the first one. one. That's fucked you off. Hundred percent, what okay. I'm talking well, about. Fair. That's yeah. the only thing Never that fucked then. me off. <laughs> I mean, it had the old cheese, and I liked it, but the coin thing that I'm talking about yeah. was—it's in this one, man. I just watched it again, and I was like, "Yeah, that—that's fucking dumb." I'm like, that's... I was so along for the ride the first one that I just nothing—I didn't care about anything. I, I don't think know? nothing I, bugged me. I don't think it bugged me as much the first time I saw it. Mm. But I then I showed it to somebody, and then I showed it to somebody else, and then I probably watched it again, and then I watched it again recently. And I'm like, okay, I've watched it like probably half a dozen times now. Yeah. And like, yeah, you really start to pick up on this shit. Um, <laughs> but all in all, it, it was a great movie. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Um, that 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 remains uh, the first movie remains completely pure. The, the only other thing that pissed me off is how all of the fucking assassin guild bookkeeper people are all rockabilly dumb bitches with fucking full sleeves and like fucking gauge earrings and like I never got to that retarded yeah they're in the first one they're in the first one man wait the you said they were the gangster no no um, not the gangster they're they're the the guild the the bookkeepers basically they put out the contract and then they write on the chalkboard and everything that's not in the first one yeah it is no it's not 100% no it's not I'm guaranteeing you it is I would bet you Uh, how much 20 bucks. I'm down. Wait, what exactly are we talking about again? We You're saying sure? that these people aren't in the first one. And the, what they do is they write the bounty on a chalkboard. When they put the... the When the boss puts yeah. out the hit yeah. on John Wick yeah. in this one, yeah. they fucking write it on the board. <laughs> There's a whole room of them. They look like fucking 1950s secretaries, but they're rockabilly. They're wearing cut-off sleeve fucking dress shirts... With full sleeve tattoos. Okay, I'm not confident enough anymore. This is sounding a little familiar, actually. Dude, I'm it's a, the, it's uh, the, you're, you're, it sounds so dumb that I'm like in my head, I'm like praying that it's not true, but like. Dude, I'm fucking Now I'm not sure I'm anymore. I'm serious as a heart attack, man. I'm yeah. serious as a heart attack. I can't and take you have bet. old ones as well. You have some good looking ones. Then you have some like old fucking bitches. Exactly. I gotta the watch same. this again. I gotta watch Dude. this again. Anyways. All I'm saying is like, fuck that. But again, fantasy, as you say. Fantasy. You yeah. can do whatever you want. Just the overall film is good. Was 
from Tom? Redi- rock- rockabilly nonsense or no? Yeah. <laughs> Coins or no? Anyways. Uh, moving on to number six, PlayStation VR 2, release date and price revealed. Uh, I got this off AGN, and this is from the official PlayStation blog. So, PSVR 2 will officially be released on February 22nd, 2023 for $549.99 USD, and pre-orders will begin on November 15th. She's a bit pricey. Yeah, no um, shit. As revealed by the PlayStation blog, PSVR 2 will include the PSVR 2 headset, PSVR 2 Sense controllers, and stereo headphones. There will also be a PlayStation VR 2 Horizon called the Mountain Bundle that will retail for the low, low price of $599.99 USD. It will include everything from the standard edition, plus a PlayStation Store voucher code for Horizon Call of the Mountain. As for pre-orders, those who live in US, UK, France, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg will only be able to initially pre-order PSVR 2 through PlayStation's online store at directplaystation.com. While pre-orders begin November 15th, those interested can register today to get ready. Hmm. Um, and uh, that's basically it. I don't. Us- I mean, we don't usually sort of dip into the VR world very much. I only threw this on because you know PSVR two has been in the rumors for a very long time, and um, I just thought it would be nice to circle back to it just to be like, okay, it's finally now that it is actually has an announced release date, mm-hmm. and it's, it's sort worth of like talking about hundred percent officially confirmed. Then like might as well just give it a quick mention. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I mean, how what what is your what is your emotional feeling about? Uh, you know, where are you on the scale of uh, caring, caring or thinking it's interesting PSVR 2? I don't know. I'm not interested in anything. I'm not going to spend 600 bucks on a, an electronic device. It, well, I would buy the PS5, but um, mm-hmm. for just an attachment like that, yeah. Uh, unless it gives me a blowjob, I don't fucking want it. <laughs> I, I did send you that Onion article about the Sony device. I, I don't. I, I can't remember if you have. You've definitely talked about it. It was fucking funny. But we made we've had we've made this joke before. I think <laughs> it even sucks your dick. Like, <laughs> I think you did send me that Facebook Onion article. One, yeah, that was hilarious. Facebook in your left eye, browser on your right, uh, and, and it sucks your dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. You and we're gonna and we're gonna article. release a new one. Soon, and it's gonna give a finger in your butthole. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like, that's awesome. And it was that's the most awesome. serious sounding fucking thing ever. Yeah, I mean, this price is insanely high. Yeah, like, holy mama. I mean, I, mean, I actually again, can't remember what the USD price for a PS5 is. I think it's like three forty nine, but I, I can't remember. I never think in US dollars, so I can't. Mm-hmm. I, we covered it recently when they yep. had the, when they had the hike. I just can't recall off the top of my head. But all in all, five fifty USD. I mean, yeah, but. This is only for a pretty like it's not for everybody, man. It's such a gimmick, you know. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's so not for everybody. Though. It's such a limited. Um, it's for rich kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. When I was a kid, I remember I had a Sega when you know Super Nintendo was out. Yeah. I had a Super <laughs> Nintendo when you know sixty four was out. I <laughs> say like, exact same thing with me, man. <laughs> dude. It, I wasn't one of the rich kids. If yeah. I wanted to try the new shit, I had to go to the rich kids' houses. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and I don't think anything's changed. <laughs> you know can we summarize with PSVR 2 now you can go to the rich kids house yeah, yeah pretty much <laughs> hope that, you know a rich kid <laughs> I, I don't have anything more to say about this do you no I don't know man Star Wars game looks okay whatever I, I have never cared about VR stuff I don't think I will ever no um, but it's nice that it's out for people who are enthusiasts one of the there were a couple of cool things though um, that I do remember the there was one game where you actually could walk around Chernobyl Oh, is that on PSVR? Yeah, that was VR. That's thing. by the Chernobyl like guy. Okay, well, and the guys who made the game, they also made that. Uh... Anyways, just to be able, to, there was also one in Everest where yeah. you could actually walk around the top of Everest, and it was legit. Yeah, exactly mapped whatever, and mm. 
to me, that's very cool. That stuff is neat. But it's not something for me. You know? Same here. Yeah. Um, but that is really cool. Very yeah. cool. And stuff like that really does give the medium a reason to exist. Exactly. It's for enthusiasts, <laughs> but it always will be. But I, I don't want to play Ark in VR. Neither do I, really. You yeah. Know? Or, yeah. Or Elden Ring in VR. Like that. The only, I mean, uh, Half Life Alex sounded cool. That's the only one so far where I've been like, you know what? For this particular game, I kind of wish maybe I could try it. Hmm. But anyways, that's one in the sea of like I don't know how many. You know what I mean? Yeah. Moving on. Yep. Uh, number seven, Naughty Dog announced Last of Us tabletop game. This is just kind of fun. This is just fun news. Naughty, Naughty Dog announced Last of Us tabletop game, and I've got corollary article: Last of Us TV show listed with January premiere date. So I just tossed these two together because it's kind of fun. I didn't fun. realize the January premiere date though. Yeah. I got this off IGN, but the news came itself came from Eurogamer. Eurogamer, again, has a very aggressive uh, blocking of, of non-ad people mm. stuff. So you know how I love that. How I do. Official listing for HBO's Last of Us reportedly revealed the series will premiere in the U.S. on January 15th, 2023. According to multiple reports, release date for HBO's adaptation of Last of Us has leaked by way of the HBO Max app and website. Eurogamer confirmed that the January premiere date is currently listed in the description of the show's season one sneak peek, visible to HBO account holders in the U.S., although there has not been any official announcement yet. So, yeah, it just it, it leaked via mistake in the app. Hmm. Uh, and uh, assuming that's correct, it will be January 15th. I just loved the trailer, the song they chose for the trailer, Alone and Forsaken, Hank Williams. It just, I gotta watch that again, man. Uh, I did watch the trailer, and I liked it. The trailer didn't I, really I impress the, me overly much, but the fucking song did. I was like, this couldn't be better placed than, like... That matters. Dude, alone and forsaken. Yeah, dude, you are. Fuck, last that of matters. us. Come on. Yeah. That, was, that kind of stuff matters. Super well done. But I don't know how I feel about the actual show. We'll just have to play it by ear. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a decent actor. Mando, right? He is, yeah. Um, yeah. Who's Ellie? I can't recall. I oh, is it? it's the girl from Game of Thrones, I think. The She's actress. the from Bear Island, I'm pretty sure. Oh, the like young queen? I think so. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm pretty I sure. I barely remember her. that actress, but yeah, you're probably. It, does, does the picture help? Can That's you tell her, from that? Yeah, yeah okay, there you go. Yeah. Could be good. I mean, I don't know. I, I only saw the trailer, and I feel like I need to watch it again now because I do like Hank Williams, although I don't know that Hank Williams song. Um, I, don't, I don't know him as much as you do. Uh, but I used to play it all the time. <laughs> like, like, for sure. Like, I actually play it. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you. Not on my stereo. Um, but the trailer was, from what I recall, really cool. Like, I, I just, I had never seen any footage before, and I was like, oh, this finally, now that I finally watched the trailer, I'm like, oh, that actually does look kind of good. I don't we'll know. throw it on after, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, so, I mean, that's cool. Premiere date out, and again, uh, tabletop board game being made. I was initially really, s <laughs> I, I, I kind of had a massive rant with my friends yesterday about um, being a little bit sick and tired of video games being made into board games. This has been happening so much, and it's it's starting to really get on my nerves. Yeah, but it's just a, a new um, a resurgence in the D and D shit. No, is it a resurgence in the D? &D uh, maybe shit? not resurgence, but uh, bringing it to more. It's more mainstreaming it, right? Like D and D used to be really fucking niche. Yeah, um, and the and only then they people made that played board it. Games? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, tabletop game. Is it a board game? No, it's a board game. Oh, yeah, fuck. I thought it was game. a tabletop. I no. Sorry, sorry. That actually would be maybe cooler. <laughs> it would be. I kind of like that idea. A board now that you're game, though. That. Like, yeah. what? It's a board game. I mean, so the Kickstarter is live now. Um, you can go to the, the Kickstarter page. I actually started today. Uh, they're currently at 300 and... Wow. Uh, 3,600... So this had, I mean, I can tell you, this two hours ago, 
Uh, they were at 3,200 backers. They're now at 3,681 backers. Clearly, Dude. clearly, this is going to do just fine. Uh, they made their their goal was 186,000. They're already at 490,000. That goes up fucking quick. Guy. What? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the, the power of Last of Us. I mean, it's a big Fuck, it's a big name man. now. You know. Jesus. Yeah, no, a board crazy. game. That's stupid. Fuck that. It also has 23 days to go. I actually think, in fairness, like the the company that's doing this sounds decent, and I really like the visual design of of the. I mean, I think I feel like it looks like thematically good for like I really dig the black and white design. Um, I think that I mean they have shots of the artwork here somewhere. Hang on. Um, I don't know. I just feel like visually it feels good. Like I'm not saying it's going to be a good game, but I like the art direction yeah. at least. You know, um, who's this for though? You maybe raise the most valid point of anybody. I don't know. I don't really know. Like I mean, yeah, I- that's a great question. I, I just don't. feel it's for people who played the video game and who are board game nerds. Yeah, it's pre- it's for me. I think I, you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, I think I'm the target audience. Okay, and I am a little sick of. Uh, I do think this looks pretty good. I j- just not interested in the Last of Us board game Fair. at all. You know, the idea of board game is based on properties. Man, it's like it's a little tiring. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like generally they're just really uninspired. Um, you know, kind of like uh, what do you not knockoff is not the right word, but like cash grab. Yeah, you know, spin-off like almost capitalizing on the name just for the namesake. Yep, I got to be honest. Make like blame them. No, of course not. And this said, I mean, I don't want people to think I'm hypocritical, but I did just back the Gangs of Night City board game, which is a cyber a licensed cyberpunk board game. But I think it looks really good. I mean, yeah, I whatever. I you're researched a, it. You're a cyberpunk fanboy. Come on. I am. I also play the role playing game. Mm-hmm. Um, I've researched it really carefully too, and like they have. Um, it's kind of cool to promote the game. They did a Kickstarter, right? But what they did was they actually gave the game to like reviewers. Hmm. So of course you you know you can just call those reviewers biased. You know whatever, right? Like they're paid to to promote, not mm-hmm. promote the game, but they're paid to review it and show it, yeah. and everyone knows that's what's going on. Right, it feels very transparent to me. But so these guys would—you you can find lots of YouTube videos. That it's just bo- it's board game people. They'll play the game for like an hour, and you can just watch the whole thing. That's cool. And they just talk about it the whole time. Yeah. So it's like it really was easy for me to gauge. Like, oh, this actually looks kind of interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I can see I can see how the rules are going. Like, it sounds neat. It looks fleshed out. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, I need miniatures for my tabletop game. And oh. it's like 186 quality miniatures, <laughs> which would kind of be worth it for the price alone. You know what I mean? There you go. Like I, the only miniatures I have to date are the Monster Fight Club miniatures, and they fucking suck. Like they are really not well. I paid a lot of money for those, and their construction is some of the worst I've seen in my life. Mm. Like they're awful. Yeah. Shit. But they're miniatures. <laughs> Big deal. Anyways, um, so yeah, I don't I don't know who it's for. Yeah. It's for people like me, I think, but I'm not interested. Fair. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I'm more interested in the show. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, like if that does well, I think I will probably try and watch it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna watch it regardless. Um, I don't know if I'll have a method to watch it, other than piracy, which I'm just not into. Because um, I don't have like if I can't buy it on like Apple Plus or something. If you can purchase it on like iTunes, whatever that's called these days, mm-hmm. you know, then I will. But they a while ago they sort of stopped putting shows for purchase there hmm. or rent, you know. So if I have a method to watch it, I'll pay for it and watch it. But if I can't, because I don't have HBO... Well, I can do the free trial. Oh, does HBO even... Because they used to not exist in Canada. They exist now? I don't know. I'm just... They used to to not exist in Canada. Every streaming site has free trials, right? That Um, was the only one, though. HBO HBO Max was, like, not available in Canada 
for okay. like the longest time. Maybe it is now. I you think know, it might it's be. It's been a long time since I checked. I feel like it might be, but I, I, that's not... Uh, I have no reason to say that. If that's available, I will try it. For sure. One problem yeah. with the free trials and shows, though. The biggest fucking piss-off ever. This is a fairly recent development. This was on, like, um, Prime, you know, the other channels, MGM, all this shit. What they would do is they wouldn't have the entire show available. You could watch episode three and uh, episode five. Um, <laughs> but you couldn't do the free trial and watch it all. You had to actually pay for a month uh, that's really to funny. do that. So cute, it's, guys, cute. It's kind of... It, no, it, it makes perfect sense, honestly. I would happily pay for a month. I don't give right? a shit. Like you when, know? It's, yeah. when it's $12 or $6. It's the same price as the rental, right? It's right? Kind of? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. some of these other channels on Prime are. They're like $4 or something, Pretty right? much, yeah. Um, so honestly, I think, you know, to watch an entire series um, or a season of something... It's worth the ten bucks or yeah. whatever. People don't think about it. It's just you just got to be diligent and just cancel your subscription after. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You yeah, know? it's not hard. No. Well, actually, actually I just, yeah, no, I just canceled an Apple Plus subscription and it was really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jazz has had issues in the past, so I take it back. But yeah. <laughs> if you're savvy, it's not that bad usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, moving on to number eight. Moving on to number eight. Embracer Group shutting down Onoma, the studio it acquired just months ago. This was a bit of a shocking piece of news. I got this off IGN. This was initially reported by Bloomberg. Surprising shutdown comes less than a month after being rebranded from Square Enix Montreal. I gotta be honest, I don't know if I would have noticed this if we hadn't previously talked about it. Right. Uh, the Embracer Group is shutting down Onoma just months after its acquisition, with some staff set to be transferred to sister studio Eidos Montreal, Bloomberg reports. The closure will impact some 200 employees. Formerly known as Square Enix Montreal, Onoma was acquired along with the rest of Square Enix's former Western holdings back in August. It subsequently took on the name Onoma back in October, which is very not long ago. Um, <laughs> is there more to say here? Uh, not really. According to Bloomberg, the move is likely a cost-cutting measure, as Eidos Montreal is reportedly reducing the scope of one project and plans to cancel another. Uh, I'll take a quick reminder, this is me, um, Onoma, uh, formerly known as Square Enix Montreal, I guess not known as anything anymore, but um, yeah, they were responsible for all the Go games. Right. Hitman Go, Lara Croft Go, Deus Ex Go, uh, which actually, I, I played... Uh, Deus Ex, no, I played Hitman Go at a VR expo in Montreal, like, hmm. ages ago, and it actually seemed pretty cool. Hmm. They seem like neat, like, puzzle games for mobile, which okay. uh, translated into VR, but they kind of look like mobile games, mm-hmm. and they look good. I mean, they're not sort of, like, mass-market console games, mm-hmm. but they look like pretty competent, like, neat puzzle games. Back to the article, Idis Montreal is also reportedly helping Microsoft to develop a game in the Fable franchise. Could be interesting. Fable. Though it's unclear if it's serving as a support studio for Playground Games' Fable project. It appears to be similar to the deal that Crystal Dynamics has with the initiative to co-develop Perfect Dark. Uh, Perfect Dark. What more is there to say here? GamesIndustry.biz reports that the following statement was sent from CDE Entertainment, a Bursar-owned group compromised of access of assets acquired from Square Enix, sent the following statement to director Phil Rogers with the opportunity to form the 12th operative group within Embracer. Is this just nonsense? Uh, yeah. Uh, the rest is just... Um, there's really nothing else to say here. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of corporate-style uh, right. you know, memos jargon. you can read about it. Jargon. Uh, they're closing the studio. It is, I want to say, literally just over one month after the rebrand. Mm. Um, I am surprised. That's pretty much it. I mean, Onoma is not... Or Square Enix Montreal 
is not a heavily influential studio. Mm-hmm. It looks like it was doing its thing and they were doing fine. They, you know, they didn't have the same cachet as like Square Enix Montreal, Square Enix, no, as Eidos Montreal, excuse me, because of the Deus Ex stuff. Right, right, right. right. Um, but they sounded competent and, you know, they're not a huge studio, but I find it very weird to be you know, have this rebrand that 100% made sense with the fact that it was being acquired by a new, you know, parent company and then to just shut it down one month later is, like, fucking weird. Kind of curious. I I don't know. To me, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how weird it is, honestly. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it it makes (laughs) me wonder. It's like, you know, did they rebrand themselves? Out of desperation? I was going to say, did they rebrand... Did Square Enix themselves, Square Enix Montreal themselves, rebrand themselves because they were like, okay, well, it doesn't make sense for us to call ourselves this now, so obviously we'll need a new name for this new parent company. And maybe there was there just literally no communication between the two. And then because you'd think if there was communication, obviously Embracer Group would have been like, you know what, maybe just don't bother with the rebrand yet because we're going to shut yeah. you down like one month later. You know what I mean? And I wonder. Like, yeah. Clearly they didn't think so at the time because they bothered to rebrand themselves, and now they're just being shut. It's just kind of odd. I don't know. It is. I don't understand it. But uh, this is a much more sad layoff because this company actually sounds kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, are they as influential and big as all the other guys? Like, of course not. But it does sound like they made niche, fascinating products. They weren't very big. Um, like, 200 is a very manageable size. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they're a Montreal company that's been around for 11 years. And that's always a shame. I don't know. Um, 11 years is not that long. I suppose. In the games industry, it's like not... I mean, the games industry is pretty young. Like, it's not that long, but it's long enough that they sort of, like, carved a little bit of a space for themselves with the Go the Go games. Like, those games are a little known. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not big known, but they're, like, not completely unknown either, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know? But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's all I have to say about it. Fair enough. I'm shocked. I'm just, uh, I'm just surprised. I have nothing to say yeah. about it at all. Yeah, I just think it's odd. And um, I kind of wish they had just told them that before they reprinted themselves. Oh, well. <laughs> Seems like a bit of a waste of time, but... I guess that is what it is. Yep. Uh, moving on to number nine. Ikea sends cease and desist to indie dev making furniture store survival game. This is <laughs> little old news, October 31st, right on Halloween. Uh, I got this off I- an IGN article. The news is originally from a Kotaku article of the name Ikea asks horror game to change so people stop comparing it to Ikea. The store, clo- the store is... Sorry, excuse me. The store is closed. The game's called The Store is Closed. The Store is Closed is a co-op survival game that is set in a furniture store. This article is hilarious. Do you want to start or should I? Go for it. So this game, The Store is Closed, I actually ironically have had my eye on for a while because it falls into that ca- it, it falls into that Josh category of shit that is too weird to ignore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, survival game set in a horror, set in a furniture store is such a genius idea. Like it looks. I mean, just the well, cause the funny thing about this is that it clearly kind of is about IKEA, even though like when you get idea, like it's not hard to imagine getting stuck in an IKEA being when you're at an IKEA shopping. It's it's such an it's awful horror. experience. It's horror. It is survival horror. Horror survival. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, definitely, definitely. When we were when we were eleven and we were in the ballroom, we had it easy. <laughs> that was life on Easy Street. As an adult, going to IKEA, they have a ballroom there. Did they had a ballroom? You never went to the IKEA ballroom when you were a kid. No, it was the shit. It was you just like play around in the balls, and it was like a giant room filled with balls. No, amazing. No, no, I never did. Oh, that's uh, I I miss that man. I I have very fond memories of that when I was a child. I mean, I I was like five probably. But I just have nightmares about going with girlfriends and just being like, 
wanting to fucking murder everybody. Um, <laughs> I have similar nightmares. And, like, I never went for myself. I never... Yeah. Like, no. I went for I other people, and I hated it, and uh, I thought it was ridiculous, and I... You know, uh, whatever. <laughs> I tolerated it. So a, a horror survival game about Ikea, I think it's perfect. And I, I wish it... It's have... called The Store is Closed. It's kind of an awesome name, too. I wish it could have been more like, you know, Ikea or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something even more blatant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here, I'll read a small snippet from the article. In an unexpected move, this is off the Kotaku article, furniture giant Ikea sent a solo indie developer. This is another thing about this story. It's, just, it's a poor solo guy by himself, too. Mm. It's like, can you stop shitting on the solo? But anyways, has sent a solo indie developer a cease and desist letter reviewed by Kotaku demanding he make changes to his unreleased survival horror game set in an Ikea-like furniture store, claims the... Okay, so any furniture store that's a fucking warehouse uh, is going to be the same, right? Right? Moving on. Lawyers representing Ikea are claiming... I'm with you, man. Lawyers representing Ikea are claiming that the game commits trademark infringement because some press outlets have drawn comparisons between their official brand and the game. The Swedish firm have given developer Jacob Shaw just 10 days to quote-unquote change the game and remove all indicia associated with the famous Ikea stores. Now, back to the the game itself. The Store is Closed is an unreleased co-op survival game that's just in the final week of a successful Kickstarter campaign that's raised over $49,000. That's great. He's doing well. Created by a lone developer going by a studio named Ziggy. The game describes itself as being quote-unquote set... That's oddly worded. The game describes itself as, quote-unquote, being set in an infinite furniture store. <laughs> it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You'll need to craft weapons and build fortifications to survive the night. I, I love everything about this. I don't, I don't think the game looks that great. I don't want to play it, but I love the way it sounds. Yeah, it sounds it, really cool. It's such a funny idea. Uh, you'll need to craft weapons and build fortifications to survive the night, continues the blurb. Explore the underground SCP laboratories and build towers to the sky to find a way out. You know, like in the real Ikea. Cruci- crucially, nowhere in any of the game's promotional materials, on its Steam, during its kick- Kickstarter campaign, nowhere has the word Ikea ever been uttered. Yet despite this, and despite the game absolutely not being on sale anywhere, Ikea's New York lawyers, Frost Zelnick, have written to Shaw demanding he entirely change anything in the game that might remind people of their brand. That's bullshit to me. It's so bullshit. Our client has learned that you are developing a video game, quote-unquote, the store is closed, legal letter explains, which uses, without our client's authorization, indicia associated with the famous Ikea stores. So you own the rights to fucking furniture, or the gray floors, fucking, uh, oh, the sign yeah. is similar, oh, the color, go fuck yourself. Here, Here's the, <clears throat> it then goes on to list infringing aspects of Shaw's game. <clears throat> Like you say, your game uses a yellow. Uh, your game uses a blue and yellow sign with a Scandinavian name on the store. I feel like that was maybe kind of fair. A blue box-like building, yellow vertical striped shirts identical to those worn by IKEA personnel, a gray path on the floor, furniture that looks like IKEA furniture. What the fuck is that? And product signage that looks like IKEA signage. All the foregoing immediately suggests the game takes place in an IKEA store. That's. I'll stop from the article there. But I would love to see a judge tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah, I would too. The really sad thing here is that, I mean, this couldn't be a bigger example of, uh, you know, just nonsense. Mm-hmm. Just pure nonsense. But the really sad thing is that this guy absolutely cannot afford to defend himself because he just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and IKEA is like a, you know, multi-billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. And he straight up does not have the money. So it doesn't matter that it's bullshit. He's going to change everything because he has no choice. Um, but the funny thing is too is that it's like, it's so, it so was not an Ikea... If you look at the footage, I mean, I've seen this game. Like, it's not... It, yeah, it, it resembles Ikea only in the sense that Ikea is the most successful furniture store in the world. Right. So, of course, all furniture stores look a little bit like Ikea. 
You know what I mean? It's it's the same with like Costco. You know, like um, yeah. uh, you get to the furniture part of Costco um, yeah. or whatever, and yeah. then oh well, you guys are using uh, orange racks uh, that go up to the ceiling that the ones that can hold forklift, you know, yeah. full full pallets and stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's what is fucking sold, buddy. Like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter that you also use this shit. Yeah, that's how it comes. Yeah, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, I've been to IKEA recently, and like this, the the vertical striped shirts. Do they have vertical striped shirts? This no is, clue. I don't. Remember that? I don't. I don't remember, remember that either. But anyways, it's like also a gray path on the floor. It's like well, how, how many random paths on the floor so are what, gray? You, you own you know gray. What I mean? You own gray. <laughs> Do you own the idea of gray floors? And you, you know own I mean? like, the I, color of what? Like again, it's just crazy. I would man. love. I would love to see a, a based judge just be like, yeah, me too. Get the fuck out of here. I wish. I wish. But it's like it's, it's sad because this guy doesn't have the money. Maybe he could start a Kickstarter for legal funds. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it that. fucking matters. Because the thing is, I mean, he's just going to change his shit a little bit. And it's going to be completely unenforceable again. Like it was already completely unenforceable. Yeah, but, but they might like, just find new shit that they want him to change. They might. They might. It's just this all smacks of like Ikea is like all uppity. Because it's like they don't like the idea of a survival horror. Be- they don't like the idea of Ikea being compared to survival horror. But it's like... My perspective is is completely. They could not have missed the mark more here. Like the right thing to do is to lean into this. Yeah, not definitely. To, like fucking let him use your logo. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and then maybe uh, maybe adjust some of your stores to make it not such a fucking horror for the customers <laughs> going in there, or even just like do the legal angle as a joke kind of mm. like send a bit of a joke legal letter framed like a real legal letter that's super tongue in cheek. You know what I mean? And it's clearly fake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, Ikea has been such a, you know, historically playful company in terms of their advertising. You know what I mean? Do you recall uh, Ikea advertising? They have, like, oh, super yeah. cute no, they ads. Do have, they did have some, yeah. Yeah, and that was really working for them. You know, and I feel like this is just completely, like, there's a really big missed opportunity here to lean into the comedy angle and, like... I just remember Ikea got in shit for, I forget, Black History Month, Juneteenth, where they were serving up at their restaurant fried chicken and watermelon <laughs> and people were like I can't imagine what how the they got fuck into- is wrong with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like how could you be so fucking stupid like, yeah i mean sometimes I corporate folks are not uh, know, they're not the, the smartest they're not they're not the sharpest and the swedes i don't know about the swedes but well uh, you know it's a different culture mm-hmm. yeah it, it for sure is anyways mm-hmm. um i don't have much more to say about this it's great publicity for the guy, I think. Yeah. U- ultimately, this is fantastic publicity. For I would guy. think, yeah. Like, he was already doing pretty well, and, like, I was impressed by the traction he got, he got with this game. He's just gonna... He's gonna kill it even more now. I would think, And yeah. that's fine. Good. You know? It's so silly. Yeah, maybe but, he uh, makes a, maybe makes blue marks on the floor now, and he changes the sign to gray and yellow instead, and then he puts a vertical or a horizontal oh, stripe. Horizontal. <laughs> um, but uh, whatever. It's so, it's so blatantly obvious that there is nothing infringing here. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. It's like it's clear that the game is probably inspired by trips to IKEA, mm-hmm. but the key word here is inspired. Exactly, and like, also you like, look at the footage; it's completely generic. It's like. Come on. Just show me... It's hilarious. Show me a furniture warehouse that's set up differently. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's just... I don't know. It sounds stuff to me. Anyways, hilarious. Yeah. Um, But I think that's that's pretty much all we got for you this week. Yep. Hope you enjoyed that episode. 
We had a we had a very I don't know how, how it'll come out in post. But we had a very long winded advertisement mm-hmm. for Conan in yeah. the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that was way long. Yeah. I feel like most of that's going to be in. But uh, right. hope you enjoyed your long form Conan advertisements. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Um, and uh, I hope it actually. I hope you're going to play now. I'm super. Yeah, down. I mean, I think. I mean, listen. It's like I can never. I can't promise that I'll play it for a long time, but I can promise that I'll play it for at least a few hours. Okay. Because yeah. I mean, I got nothing to lose, really. It's free. Yeah. I'm curious too. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I don't play on Sipta anymore, so you don't need the DLC. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't object to. Uh, I assume it's like a reasonable price, anyways. The DLC probably thirty bucks when I bought it. I wouldn't object to to play for a few hours. But I never paid anything for the game, anyways. No, I know, but I mean, it's it's, no, no, and Sipta doesn't work as well. Sure, sure, sure. But I wouldn't carry it away. I mean, it's not about that. It's yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, But um, yeah, I mean, I'm curious, you know. And I'm kind of like I'm in a bit of a between state at the moment. Cool. Because like Signalis, I tried. You know, mm-hmm. I tried real hard, and it was cool. But I, but I tried. You got your time. Yeah, in Elden Ring, it's super fun. But I've already put like two hundred and seventy hours into it. Or something, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, now of course I'm having fun with you, but it's like I don't need to play it all the time. Like I used yeah. to. You know? Yeah. Um. So I feel like there's some room. You mm-hmm. know? And we've got time till February, so hey. I got to do something. Got a month or two. Can't do productive things with my time, like work more or something. No, no that's no, that's no, insane. No, no, no. You no, know, no. go to IKEA. Go to Ikea. Yeah, to I, I really hope that guy does well. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, that, that, that's all we got for you. Cool. T, do you have any closing comments, concerns? Fuck Ikea. Thoughts, ideas? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Um, oh, you know, I'll give, right before I leave, I will give a quick shout out. Evil Dead had a Hail to the King update. Right. Um, the only reason why I want to shout it out is just because I think the game looks neat. Mm-hmm. I still think that it's a very, it looks like a very faithful uh, ode to the movies it, they really nailed the visual aesthetic Bruce Campbell does the voices and it's expensive and I'm probably not going to play it but it looks like a cool game and the update looks good and I mean it adds more single player stuff too if you're if you want to try the game but don't necessarily want to play with friends all the time I guess I don't know wow buddy the cat on, just no. epically scrambled all over the place dude um but I just think it looks kind of interesting. Yeah. And yep. if if I think I feel like if the game comes on a big sale, I might I might just fair enough. I'll keep an eye out for just it. to try it. I'll know. keep an eye. Yeah. Um, for sure. Anyways, um, cool. Well, I guess that's it for now. All right. Well, take care. We'll catch you next time. Bye.